Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The holiday season brings holiday scenarios. This is a one-shot, and it's titled Santa Land. It was written by Sean Little, and he is also our game master for tonight. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Sean? Good evening, everyone. It is 1975, Christmas Eve, downtown Toronto. The fort, you are sitting in the third floor, rather, of the department store known as Steele's Department Store. You finish the day's sales. It's the last of the sales before a well-deserved Christmas break, if only for a few days. Per tradition, each floor's management, along with Mr. McIntosh, the maintenance manager, receives a visit from old Mr. Steele, owner of the Steele Ross department store. People call it Steele, but it's Steele Ross is the official name. He has visited the first and second floors in the two days previous, and you, as the esteemed third floor team, most important among all floors, you are, along with Mr. Rumstead, waiting for him to arrive. Mr. Steele likes to deliver your annual bonus to you on Christmas Eve in person. He's very elderly and doesn't make it down from his office apartment. He lives on the fourth floor very often. It is a treat to see him in person. You all love working here. And although you wish to go home for the night, this is by no means a chore. Takeaway Chinese food has arrived and you've all just finished a casual meal together using first names for the first time days. And honest and hastily set up a group of cards the hastily at a hastily set up group of card tables rather and chairs. You wait patiently for the elevator door to open and Mr. Steele to shuffle out beaming with his usual happy gratuitous smile. Gracious smile, not gratuitous, that would be wrong. He's often flanked by his two rather young and attractive nurses, assistants. And you wait, the meal is finished, and you keep looking at the clock thinking, hmm. We don't want to go home yet. We want to wait. We'd like to receive our money. It's, it's an annual tradition. It's nice to see him. And there's quiet mall grocery store, grocery store, department store, like Christmas music playing overhead. Do, 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 do. And the intercom buzzes. Bam, bam. Mr. McIntosh walks over, insisting that Mr. Rumstead, the manager of the store, sit down and enjoy his meal. Mr. McIntosh walks over. And he receives notification immediately. It is one of the nurses. She says, Mr. Steele would like to speak to you, Mr. McIntosh. Um, could you please bring the managers up to his apartments, his office, because there's a problem and he's very, he's very upset. Of course, of course. Um, gentlemen, um, Mr. Steele wants us up to the apartment. I'm afraid there might be something wrong. Uh, did he want all of the, did he want uh, both managers or all, all three? He, he would like the, 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 the managers. He just said, they just said the managers. So Coburn and, uh, and Mr. Rumstead, uh, yes. if it's not too much trouble, would you all please join me or Mr. Coburn, Mr. Rumstead uh, and to the rest of you, please enjoy yourselves. We'll be back. It's oh, unusual for us to go upstairs, isn't it? Normally, old man still comes down to see us. Well, and why it's called, why he called me, it must be, I'm wondering if something's wrong, perhaps with, I, it seemed to, seemed to be that it was, might have been one of the nurses, 
but let's uh, let's go check. Hopefully, he's fine. Hey, well, he I'm should gonna... be. It's probably something small, you know. Well, let's get up there. Well, I want now. I want the rest of you just to stay here, though. I mean, don't go tucking out just yet. We're all going to get our Christmas bonuses, and there's still plenty of food, and uh, we've got half a bottle of hooch left still. If anybody needs a little nip, to tide you over. Oh, thank you, Mister Mister Rumstead. I'll go well, grab. Of course, a it's more Christmas bagel. Eve. Anyway, place, good numbers this quarter. I uh, open up the the elevator and I hold the door for them. Yes, and it is one of the old-fashioned elevators from the '70s, where normally there's an operator throughout the day, but of course he's gone home, and the maintenance man, uh, sorry, uh, James Hardley, Mr. McIntosh, and the managers all know how to operate the door. Uh, you, you you open the main door, you go inside. There's a gate. And when you get inside there, you actually have to move a lever to the floor that you wish to go to. You shut the doors. Well, you shut the doors first, push some buttons and boom, up you go. And it's a little rickety, but it's, it's well-maintained. Otherwise you get up to the main, to the, to the fourth floor. And um, you, you actually have to use a key to get the fourth floor because that's where the office is and his apartments. And they don't want regular staff people accidentally pushing a button. You arrive, the door opens, and the two nurses are just walking around. He's, he's, he's very upset. He's very upset. Um, please, please, I'll, I'll go into his office. And, and you know that there's a, there's an office where there's administration. There's his office, and his apartments are off to the side down a hallway. And he's he's waiting. He's waiting. You can see him waiting at his desk. Well, what well, what is he upset about? I ask one of the nurses. They look at each other and say, we're not supposed to say, but he received a phone call. It's, it's very upsetting. He'll tell us. Phone call on Christmas Eve. Phone Christmas call. Oh, Eve, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's go see uh, Mr. Steele. You go and he's sitting at his desk and he's he's fidgeting and 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 he's he's he's, he's beside himself. He's beside himself. He says, "Gentlemen, please sit. Please sit. Um, here, I have the packets for each of the staff downstairs for the others. Um, please distribute them. Give them my apologies. You can tell them anything you want. To, to tell them I'm unwell, but not to worry. It's 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 nothing serious or severe. I, I'm not unwell. And he's a man of. You assume he's in his seventies. He's he's generally very healthy and fit for his age, but he's very agitated. Very agitated. And the nurse is standing by, and she's she's. Do you need Do you need a pill? Do you need, so, so, he says, "Go out, please leave us. Please shut the door. Please shut the door." And he sends them out, and they shut the door behind him. And he says, "Gentlemen, I received a very upsetting phone call earlier, earlier minutes ago, minutes ago." And um, he turns the phone around to face you, and he says, "The phone call was from Daniel Ross, my former partner." And for a bit of background, you know that Mr. Ross and Mr. Steele's parents owned the two department stores that are side by side mr Steele, his father retired and handed him ownership of the company was when he was fairly young a few years later mr ross his father and mother disappeared they disappeared in the caribbean while sailing one time and they merged they became friends because they they always knew each other as they were young but they merged and the gross and the department stores merged and became Steele ross mr ross himself sorry yes mr ross himself he disappeared about 10 years ago as well, same as his father. And Mr. Steele has been very upset since that time. He's withdrawn from the company, mostly staying in his office in the apartments. But he, he says, Daniel phoned me. Daniel, Daniel phoned me. And it was, it was his voice. It was him. There's nobody. It was not someone imitating him. It was not a prank. After 10 it was years. His voice. 10 years. 
It's it's been ten years since you heard from him. This ten years to the day. Well, what, what did he say? <sighs> he's he's rubbing his chest and he's he takes a drink of water, has a drink, and he fumbles in his drawer and pulls out a pill and takes a pill and you assume it's a nitro pill or something like that. And he says, Gentlemen, you this this I'm and he points to a line. There's a series of, of lines on the phone. He goes, this was not an external call. This was in the building. He I called from call. inside the building. In inside the building. It was staticky. I couldn't hear him hardly. It was like he was calling long distance from overseas, from China or India or one of those places. Which, one of those which line? He points to the line and it is a brownish, like the, the plastic is burnished. And it's brown. And he says, that's the line from the Ross building next door. And it's, you know, the Ross building has been closed down for a number of years. And it's used only for stores. The main two, there's only two floors, a short, smaller building. The two floors are used for warehousing. He says, I don't know what's going on. Somebody must be pulling a prank on you, sir. He didn't sir, ask we... for anything. He, just said, he said, it's me, it's me. And hung up? He was cut off. He, he said, it's me. It's me, Daniel. It's me. I'm here. I'm here. Well, don't you worry about it, sir. We'll go over and check out that building and see if we can find anyone. If you could, please. I, I'm very I'm very distraught because Daniel's been missing for 10 years and it, it, it was his voice. And he could hear me because like the way he was speaking he could hear me it wasn't a recording or anything like that i don't know who has i don't know gentlemen if you have access to that i i should have a key um perhaps mr hadley our maintenance man has a key um i don't know if it's storage then perhaps mr hadley's been over there a number of times well we can mm -hmm. ask him certainly we can ask him but mr Steele, don't worry about it i'm quite sure there's a logical explanation to all of this we'll go we'll door. check it out we certainly don't mind staying did you give us those packets for our christmas bonus yes they're right he says yes to take them distribute them among the staff i want them the rest to go home the ladies must go home it's, yes it's i absolutely will do that i'll do that and right. i'll offer your most sincere uh, condolences and um we'll tell them that you're not feeling well and, th and thanks we'll, you we'll thank the staff for all their hard work Thank you, thank you. And here's some cab chits. And he gives two chits to, to pay for their cab fare. Send them home on cabs. Don't let them walk. It's a, it's a stormy night. I, I would have sent you all in that way anyways, but please send them home. All right. Absolutely. Consider it. Right. Right. You're going to stay right. This is your apartment, so you'll stay right up here. So we will check in yes. in just a few moments. And, and um, uh, I see both of you, Rumstead and Coburn. Um, okay, McIntosh, make an idea roll while you're standing there. Twenty-eight. Uh, that is a pass. Okay. Uh, as you're walking past, you do actually note that the the button on the phone is line twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. So I don't know which I don't know exactly which phone that would go to, but probably Mister uh, Mister Hardly would. We can only hope. Well, okay. He so can, the three of us he are can leaving. trace. He can certainly yep. trace it. I'll probably be the one holding the packages. <laughs> For everybody christmas bonuses yeah let's go downstairs no, no, no. no i will be holding those well there's probably too many for one person to hold 
Well, they're just, en- they're just envelopes, aren't they? They're just envelopes, yes. They, just, they have money, actually, cash. In them, but, uh, Mr. Coburn, here's yours, of course. Thank you for all of your good work. And Mr. McIntosh, here's yours. Thank you for all of your hard work. Of course. Um, let's go downstairs. We'll distribute these. Oh, but I want to just mention to the nurses, Mr. Steele does seem quite agitated. And, and you are planning on staying. I know it's Christmas Eve, but you're staying the night? We, uh, they, they titter and one says, usually one of us does. Well, it would be a good idea tonight. He's very agitated. And I'm sure that... Um, Wonderful. Well, so you'll stay the night. Okay, we'll make sure he has he has company. Oh boy, let's go downstairs. And All right. we go to the elevator. We go downstairs. Hank, take us down. <laughs> yeah, you're down. Everybody's well. There's only three down. There's the maintenance. It's Mr. Hadley and the, the ladies, and they're standing there, but they're they're wondering what's going on. They're they're still eating Chinese food. And... Everyone, Mister, everyone, Mister Steele is um he's a little under the weather, not terribly sick or anything like that, but he's just he's just a little indisposed. I've got everyone's Christmas bonus. Thank you so much, uh, ladies, Mrs. A and Miss Penny. Here you go. Thank you so much. Here we've also got some cab fare for you. Uh, we want to make sure that you get home safely, of course. And and I hope you both have a wonderful Christmas tomorrow. Merry Christmas. They, they Merry thank Christmas, you. They the tag packets. They they you can see they each take a little tiny container for take home. They throw a little bit of food in, package it up for themselves, mm-hmm. and they take like little paper the little paper boxes with the little handle and they take those and they they leave with them. Uh, mm-hmm. they go down the elevator. Um I assume Mr. Koch, you, you could stay for a few moments. Uh, we might need your assistance, Mr. Hadley. Uh, if you would yep. stay, oh, sure. Ladies are gone. Ladies um, are gone, gentlemen. Old Man Steele received a call from the ten years, according to him, the ten years missing Mr. Ross. Mr. So Ross. we know, yeah, yes, and we know that Ross has been gone for ten, lost in the Caribbean ten years ago. So that's weird. Weirder is uh, old man Steele says it was an internal line coming from the old Ross building that he called on. That that makes no sense. That's just a warehouse, basically. I completely agree, and I and and there's all and the, I don't know what's going on, but Mr. Steele is our benefactor. He is our employer, so I'm sure that we could spend an extra forty-five minutes on Christmas Eve to maybe the five of us can just dash next door. Take a look around to make sure that there's nothing there, and then we can just write it off as nerves. But how how is he certain that the call was from uh, inside this building or inside over there? It's on uh, line 27, 29. Oh, line twenty-seven. Well, we could probably check downstairs, I guess, in the phone patch board in the basement, maybe. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, correct. If you would like to get started on that, that would be good. Uh, by chance, would you know where the keys to the other building are? Also, they should be. Uh, on Mr. Hadley has keys. Mr. Hadley has keys to all of this building except for the offices and the uh, Mr. The Mr. private Steel's rooms, right? Private rooms, yeah. and you have keys to access the front, the top two floors of the 
uh, building from your building. They're actually connecting doors. Yeah, but but not the not the basement floor though of the Roskill. Uh, to get to the basement, you have to go down to the main floor of your building, down some stairs, to where currently is um, there's an area that's used for seasonal storage, but at this time of year, it's converted to a <clears throat> just a room where there's a throne and Santa Claus sits and meets the children during yeah. the day for the weeks some leading up to Christmas. Right. But yeah, yeah. through from that door, there's possibly an exit, an entrance into the other building. Um, uh, actually, Mr. Rumstead, you've been there longer than anyone else. I believe you've been there quite a long time. This is knowledge you have that before when Mr. Ross was still around, actually the Santa Claus area was much larger and took, put, took up a lot of the basement of the other building as well. It wasn't just a single room. But right now- well, the, the basements are definitely connected. They were in the past. Yes. But it's well, padlocked right now. There's a large padlock. Yeah. So. They probably used to move material back and forth between the two yeah. buildings. Yeah. yeah, I think I might even have a, a, a set of spare keys, too, down in my desk. But I've got the keys here in my belt here. Oh, perfect. If, well, if you're equipped with keys, let's, the five of us, just head downstairs. And we'll take a look at the switchboard, as you suggest. And then we'll just go next door. Shouldn't right. take much time at all, gentlemen. And again, thank you so much for your years' hard work. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'll go grab some flashlights just in case. That building's been there for quite a while. Okay. Are you going to go to um, the hardware department of your store then, or are you going to search for them somewhere else? Well, we should be able to turn on the lights down in the basement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, well, my little office is down in the bottom of this building, of the steel building. Yeah, we could probably just get maybe one from the maintenance guy just in case. Yeah, of course. It's a stormy night and we're going to a basement. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll start heading down just to take a look at the switchboard to make sure everything's in order. And if anything's patched over from the building, I'm not too certain. Need to check on that. Okay. The switchboard is actually on the first floor of the steel building. <laughs> it's not in the basement. Oh, okay. So we you you would you'd have to go to your office, which is also on the first floor at the rear of the building in the the old the old warehousing area. So I assume you all go down there, get a flashlight, and on the first floor, of course, as I mentioned, is a uh, electrical room. And in that electrical room, there is a switchboard that has just like a fuse box. Every every little line is is noted where they are, and everything down to twenty is the Ross build is the steel building rather the one you are in. 21 onward is the Ross building. Most of them have had the names marked out because they've disconnected the lines over time. Yeah. But you go bup, 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 down to 27, and 27 actually says D. Ross office. Oh, but you look at that. It's still patched. Huh. Well, is that the... Wouldn't be any reason not to. What, no, what, what does that mean exactly? It's still patched. Well, the the, the uh, phone. There's there's a phone. Well, at least there's the where the phone wire is connected uh, to the phone patch room here, and then that goes out to the telephone lines out of the building. So, so this is uh, inner office patch between this building and that building for direct calls, I believe. Yeah. I think that's how it works. See, the word name is. Um... Deborah Winger, who works here during the day, doing the switchboard. Hmm. 
Um, well, let's get going. The sooner we find out if- Wait, wait, uh, wait, but, but you're saying that this is a, the, the, the line 27 is from the old uh, Ross main office? Oh, not the main office. It says uh, here, it looks like it's, uh, it's, uh, it's D Ross's office himself. Like his personal office. I, I Isn't that place anything. locked up? Well, that would be on the second floor if I remember. I mean, I've been here a long time, but but we, well, well, well that can't be right. Well, the, well, we could head over. I think we've got the keys here to, to get into that area. I'm not sure what the problem is. They don't tear out the phone lines just because they closed the building. But the building oh, is locked. Well, I mean, nobody should be inside. They don't tear out the, well, it's just the f electrical lines that are connecting the buildings. Oh, sometimes there was keep... a time when they were both open. Yeah, they, they <laughs> might have they might have pulled the lines to tidy up the patch board. I mean, there it... might not even be a phone in there, except that yeah. there was a phone. It call. could just be another homeless man who needed a place to stay during this cold weather. Well, you know, we're I, there, I don't want to not Christian charity, but we don't generally let homeless people into the store for the night. Let's yeah, assume so we gotta that go there is somebody out. up there, hopefully or. I don't know whether it's hopefully or not, uh, whether it's but we only Ross let employ not. we only let employees in to the Ross building. So let's let's just head Mr. over there. Mr. Hardley, when was the last time anybody stored stuff over there? I know that there's quite a bit of stuff over there, but oh, it wasn't too long ago. No. No, that's where you keep your 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 stock comes in through the Ross building on the main floor huh. and it's distributed on the first and second and then there's doors connecting the building so you can move materials from one side to the other so, so there are storage there yeah, are yeah we're in there all the time get in. yes yeah. yes yeah we're right, in there all the time let's go check it out the sooner we find out whether mr ross is here the sooner we can leave and go home for christmas yeah. well we can we know mr ross isn't going to be here Let's let's make sure. All right, let's yes, okay, let's go. Good old Mr. Steele deserves a peace of mind. You've got Absolutely. two flashlights. You do, do actually just you know you do have two flashlights. There is a a small small for the day, um, little round one, and then you've got a little more one of the ones that has a little larger lantern battery. It's got a big push button on top. Uh, so you've got two flashlights. Uh, you can go. The, you know that Mr. Ross's office. Mr. Rumstead knows it's on the second floor back of the building, so you can access it through the second floor. Um, I would assume that you take the ele elevator down because there is there are no stairs going from the third floor to the second floor. There are going from the second to the first and then from the first to the basement. You go down the elevator, you get off on the, on the second floor. Christmas music, the loop is ending, so it's now winding down. You can hear that this is the end of, this, of the business day. Da, da, da. Welcome. Thank you for shopping at... And the music just sort of cuts off and it's automatic. The cassette tape is, <laughs> eight track tape is run out. It will loop again if you let it. Um, you go to that floor and there's, the, there's a door that is used for removing materials back and forth. You unlock it, you move over into the next building. The next building is gutted. I mean, for some of you have been, most of you have been here, but only just looking in the door, seeing things come in. The floors are gutted. Um, there's stores, there's boxes, everything has sign, menswear, women's wear, haberdashery, shoes, you know, whatever the proper name for shoes is. Um, and uh, you do know that at the very back, whoever's Mr. Ross's office, it is still intact. There are, it's in the corner, two walls, door, 
one window facing out into the floor, and you can go right straight over there. As we approach, can we see anything through the window, or are they their blinds closed on it? There's no blinds. Um, there are blinds, but they're not closed. Um, one's askew. I mean, now nobody's been there for a little while. It's kind of fallen off the tracks a little bit. You approach the door. The door is locked. Oh. I assume you unlock. We don't use this for anything, right? I mean, it's been... This office? No. It's been... It's verboten. You are not allowed to be in here. This yeah. is This is one thing that has been told to you. It's Mr. Ross's things. And, sorry, Mr. Steele says nobody is allowed Mr. Ross's office. And it's been no, that normal. way for 10 years. I yes. mean, they were good chumps. Mr. Steele was upset when Mr. Ross disappeared. Very it, upset. They were best of friends. Does okay, the, just looking in through the glass of the window, can I see anything inside the, uh, the office? It looks like it did 10 years ago when you worked here. There are still papers on the desk, though they've been straightened as people went, look, as the police went looking through things, they straightened it up. There are file folders there's a secretary's desk followed by mr ross's desk behind another half half wall uh there are filing cabinets there are uh, the lateral filing cabinets horizontal ones rather there are phones on the desk there are clipboards on the wall he was very very precise and there are christmas decorations on the wall because mr ross was obsessed with christmas uh, you know full well that as as he he stopped actually being involved in the business a lot he was more involved in a looking for his parents and b uh taking part in preparing for christmas every year which he started around september and c assisting in mr handley hardly rather and others in putting together the christmas float for the the, the annual santa claus parade in town all right um he kind of left the business stuff up with others uh let me open the door and uh let's not go in for a moment i want to see something Certainly. Here are the keys, uh, uh, Mr. McIntosh. All right. Um, so I open the door and I turn on the lights. Do they work in the office? Click, 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 click. The lights are turned. Power's turned off to the office. Mm. Uh, may I see your flashlight for a moment, please? Oh, sure. Here you so go. I'm going to look. There must be layers of dust in here. And I want to see if there are footprints, if the phone on the desk has been disturbed. Um, I should easily be able to tell that from the dust, if the dust is. Yes. Um, one thing you notice is there is in the back wall, actually a hole has been chewed in the wall and a rat hole. You've had a problem with rats um, in this, this part of the building, as well as the basement, there's traps everywhere. Um, there's some footprints here and there, but nothing on the desk, nothing around the phone itself. Uh, but could you roll by chance? Just looking at here. Um, I need some kind of perception roll. Something. Spot hidden? Spot hidden would be best, yes. Though it's not seeing things. Um, 81. That is a fail. I only have 25 for a detective. <laughs> Okay, so you don't notice any. There's no. There's no footprints. There's no. Nothing seems out of the ordinary. Nothing seems disturbed. Um, who's who's this? Are you? Is anyone else near? The They're entry? probably standing right next to me. Yeah, I'd like. I, to I come don't in and see. Check the phone lines if it's I, okay. Well, well, 
I don't think anybody's been in here for 10 years. Um, nobody made it, a call from this phone. Can, well, can I, I go check the phone lines? I could put a tone on yes. the line just to see if it uh, goes back to the patch board. Make you sure to do that. All right. But so make, I'll, a, I'll... make a spot hidden roll as you enter the, the room. Certainly. All right. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, it's a 99. <laughs> I win. So you see what I see. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? Well, there's there's no evidence that anybody's disturbed the dust in this room for 10 years. Does the phone work? Well, we're checking that out, but there's nobody's touched that phone. Look, there's dust all over it. Mr. There would be a handprint. Let's give an old military man a look. Well, then you make a roll as well. Go for it. Spot hidden. This might actually you get you can I do it with advantage based on your background. All right, let's hope for the best. Uh, I'm going to spend five luck so I can make that, uh, which would make it a thirty. Easy enough. Uh, did you roll advantage? Because you can do that. Yeah, I did. I still oh had still to do it. Go. Okay, that's fine. When My... you enter the room. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. It's not very good. I know. Um, when you enter the room. You're looking for something. You're looking around for something out of the ordinary, but even though it's not spotting, it's the closest thing to perception I can go with. You, you smell something in the air, and it's two things that you, as a former naval officer, would have noticed. Number one, you smell like this ozone, like electrical discharge in the air. Like you can smell that smell of a, of, a, of an electrical room, that like sparking in the air. Two, you also get a whiff of, huh, seawater. The smell of salty air. It's very brief. It's like it's just there, and then it's gone. Why? Anybody else smell that? Apparently not. Smell what? <laughs> seawater. There's, there, there's some seawater in there. Seawater? You mean like the shore? Yeah. I don't smell it, anything. Like I don't know. Per, uh, I smell dust. That's all I can smell too. It, it's gone now. It's gone. I mean, it, it, it was only. A Is few, it someone's cologne? It's not cologne. I've Eau been in the navy for about how many years? Like twenty. Twenty years. I, I can't. That smell has stuck with me, and it's definitely seawater or oh. something like it. Well, I don't smell any seawater. I don't see any either. Yeah, and there's weird. Another thing is, smells something like something's burned, electric fire, or I, something. I, well, we I should probably check that. My... Mr. Hardley should probably check that out. There are some rat holes in the wall there. Make sure they're not gnawing on that's the... That's normal. That's normal. Old I, building. I, 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 yes, but they could be chewing on the wiring and causing a short. We don't I'm want sure that's building. what it is, but they're probably not calling Mr. Steele. No, so. but we don't want the building burning <laughs> down. Mr. Arley, check that Check that phone line. Or Sir, certainly. Is it okay, uh, Mr. McIntosh, if I use my handkerchief to pick up the phone just for dial tone? Sure. All right, cool. I just want to check. All right, so I'll pick it up. It's not a crime scene. We just wanted to see if somebody had made is a it, phone call. It, uh, is there a dial tone? There's a hum. Yes, there's a hum oh. to the that goes back to the. It's the normal hum you get in all of your phones 
that you can type in the extension because it's just a like one, two, three, 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 and it goes okay. to another phone within the system. So yes, so it is still functioning. I'll punch and dial my office. Does, does it sound like the, the call goes through? Okay, and then what? So what I'll do is I'll go to the wall jack where it's plugged in, and I'll just put a tone on there. So when I go back later to the patch panel, I can verify that it is indeed coming up on line twenty-seven. Okay, you can do that. Not We're a just. Go, I'm just going to leave this toner here. It's putting a little sound through the line, so I can check it back in the patch panel later on. But everything seems normal. Is that what you're saying, Mr. Hardley? Yep, it's just the phone's patched still. Don't know why it was t wasn't taken down, but it's not doing any harm. Well, Mister, if who would it be? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, Mister Katya, could you please make a roll against your spot hidden? Okay. Well, it's not very good. He's too busy looking at his paddy coat. Uh, oh wow! I let me, let me see. I made it by two points. Normal pass. Easy enough. Well, they're fit, fit, fixated on the phone and dust and such. You, you're, you're, you actually look at the wire that's going from the phone up the wall, back down, and you notice the wire actually goes out the hole <clears throat> that the rat hole is created. So the rat has dug a hole in the wall, like to get in the wire goes through it and the thing that you notice that's very interesting from your previous job you you had a your previous place of work there was a problem with rats at one time chewing through all the wires they were always chewing through wires and oddly enough here's a rat that chewed a hole in a wall but didn't touch the wire that was going through the same location of the wall james what do you think of that over there a rat that doesn't chew wires but choose holes for the wires to go through. Uh, that's that's that not right, sure it's not. That's not right. Here, yeah. hand me a flashlight. Let me check it out. <laughs> yeah, I pass him the flashlight. But what are you saying? We've got a smart rat? A rat that doesn't like wires. Who knows? It might be a squirrel or something. Mr. I... Mr. Coburn, don't, don't get your soup dirty. Um, ah, it's fine. I can get it. What Mr. Hadley's here for. Uh, if I, you brought me along to let me do some work. I'll get some work done. I look, I'm going to look through the hole with the flashlight. It's at the back of the building. Uh, it's, it's a drywall or panel board or something like that. Wainscotting over top of drywall. <clears throat> the hole goes right through the wainscotting, through the drywall, plaster inside. And when you look through the other side, <clears throat> you're looking into a wall cavity. Brick brickwork's like an arm's length away. You can probably touch the brickwork of the exterior wall, and you notice it's the same brickwork the exterior wall is made of. And there, it's cold, cool air blowing up through. So it's cold, musty kind of smelling air. And now you actually don't have to roll for it, but <clears throat> for the briefest of moments, briefest of moments, <clears throat> you actually can smell the, the salty smell again. All right, there's definitely something ocean-like down there. Could water be seeping in from... Uh... Ocean-like? We're... Wait, is... <laughs> Salty water. That would probably be my best guess. Maybe there's some salt on the bottom floor and water's getting into it. Maybe it's like the off-run of a sewer, and that's why it smells like that. 
Mr. Hadley, make an idea roll. Well, Lake sure. Ontario, it could be it could be water from Lake Ontario. Oh, it's an O2. I win again. And, and O2, you, you you go, snap, idea. And you say, you think to yourself, wait a minute. We store salt in a bin at the back of the Ross building in a oh. large dumpster, probably close to where this where the back of this black wall is, maybe that's it. It's just like there's there's salt storage there yeah, for putting could be. on. The I basement. relate to everybody that uh, maybe check the basement that out. salt salt for salting the roads. Yeah. All right, so it would just be. We should probably check on that as well. <laughs> uh, um, gentlemen, I realize you know that you're. Uh, perhaps I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm willing to go through the building and take a look. Uh, I don't know that you have to trouble yourselves. Let's just quickly do it. We'll all just quickly do it. All right. And then Mr. The old man Steele can then sort of rest easy. Should we disconnect this phone so that no one's calling him anymore? That might make him mad easy. I, I don't think that anybody called from this phone. There's no evidence that anybody's been in this room for 10 years. I mean, technically, someone could splice the line and call in from another location, but that that seems like a lot of work to do just to play a practical joke. Uh, it's also possible that Mr. Steele's rather old and But if you think If you think checking the basement would make this a thorough job, then let's check the basement. Sounds good to me, boss. Mr. Rumstead. Okay, good. Let's go. Come now. Quick, quick. We don't want to spend all evening here. I'm sure we have Christmas Eve planned. Um, Mr. McIntosh, as you are preparing, talking about leaving and such, you notice a file folder on top of the desk. And it has dust on it. It hasn't been touched in years. And it actually says on top of it, Frederick Ross <clears throat> and uh, in, in very you know, perfect handwriting on the top Frederick Ross it's a very thick folder is and, Frederick uh, is Frederick the father or is Frederick fa- Frederick is the father that went missing Daniel is the, the one who's also right. gone missing but he's the, the younger mm. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit curious I'll just reach over and pick that up and, you can uh, flick, flick it open. Just I mean, I'm a detective, so I'm kind of interested in see if there's yep. some mystery that I can solve. But I, I just pick it up quietly and I, po- I put it under my, my arm. I'll look at it later. Okay. Easy exactly. enough. Yep. You have that right. You're a store detective. You pick something up and you're going to look at it later. That's fine. So what do you all wish to do now? Shall we we'll go down basement? quickly. Yeah, head over to where the salt store just to check that area out. Mr. Hardley is gonna now. Can we can figure out sort of where exactly in the basement would would be directly below Mr. Ross's old office? Oh, the the salt store is just outside. It's 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 if you were to go through that wall, you're at okay. the back of the building, and go okay. straight down. It's it's outside in the parking lot against the wall. Oh, but right below this office, there's a window. You can probably look out and see it. Oh yeah, check that out. So there's like a little little fire fire ladder escape down too, or there is. There's a fire exit. 
from oh, all the rear, rear windows. Okay. I'll just go out there, check the side, see if anything's askew. Well, you're going to go like out anyone... on the fire exit? Yeah, just to see if anyone broke in. I mean, just open it up, kind of step half out to see if there's any jarring. Anyone tried prying something open? Does anything look bizarre or off on this? Yeah, it does. When you look down at this bin, now it's a, it's a dumpster, a standard metal dumpster, big bin. Now you, over the years, along with your other people, have made it, you've tried to make it watertight so you can store salt in it and shovel it out and put it into the spreader to go over the parking lot and such. Yeah. But it's it's been knocked askew. Hmm. It is, uh, the the lid is off a little bit. And as you look from above, it looks like it has been collided with. However, the strange thing is, it looks like it's been collided with from behind. Yes. So it hasn't been hit by a car. It's like something between it and the wall hit it, knocked it away from the wall a bit. And there's salt spilled out on the ground. That's very bizarre. Well, I'll, I'll, um, is it easy to just sort of uh, traverse down the fire escape, or is that going to be a big feat? And I... It's Bottom. a big to-do. You you have to lower the part and right. yeah. you have to drop Never mind. It. I'll, I'll, yeah, there's, there's something, something's wrong down there. It looks like somebody's been messing around. I'm going to go out and around and check this out. Okay. Did I ask for out? Well, yeah, we, so that we're all going outside now? Well, we don't yeah, all well, have look, to go Look outside. down there. This that the whole bin needs to be resealed and repositioned. It's sticking out into the alleyway. Does it look it's... like the wall's been damaged of the building? You can't see that from here. Hmm. It could All be right, an look. intruder. <laughs> Let's Why... just go get our coats and we'll go outside quickly. Why don't some of I'll go down to the basement. Perhaps Mr. Kachu can come with me and we'll go down to the basement and see if there's been any damage to the inside of the building. And you guys can go outside and check the the salt. Perfect. I'll, Maybe I'll perhaps somebody come. hit it with their car. I'll probably come with uh, Hank and David. You guys might need some uh, muscle. All right. I'm yeah, thinking, I'm, I'm... yeah, I'm thinking there's a homeless person somewhere in there. Do you think there's a homeless person in the building? Find out. From what he described to us, there could be. It doesn't look like seventy-five. You don't call them homeless people. There, were, there weren't any homeless people until Ronald Reagan took office. Okay, yeah. so listen. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard the term before. Anyways, listen. I doubt that there's a vagrant living in the building, but if it would please you, please go look at the basement. I'm going to go outside with Mr. Hardley, and we're going to go look at this this uh, bin that's knocked askew. And yeah. I don't know how this is going to explain a phone call from Mr. Ross's office, but we'll go look. Oh, yeah. It still needs to be sealed up. I, you can't get any water in there. That's not Just try to seal it up. Put well, it... Let, maybe we can just throw a tarp over it. It's Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. It shouldn't take too too long to, like, re-secure the top. It's, it's, All it's right. I'll pop. go, Mr. Okay, I'll go with you, and then and, and Mr. McIntosh, you'll lead the other group down to the basement. You can, uh, you can go through the tarp uh, part of the store, pick up a new tarp. tarp. And I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Oh, my we're not going to open up a new tarp. That's those. That's for customers. I'm where sure we you, have where tarps. Are you to... okay. We can store use one. It'll be easy. Oh yeah, okay. well, we're just putting the top back on. It's just the top's been. The top is askew. That's is askew. I'm just going to relatch it. Put it back on. Latch it back. Just, just nothing fancy. 
All right, let's get our coats. It's cold outside. Yeah, and I'm, I'm leaving the toner on the uh, on the line, so later on I can check back at the, the patch. Panel. You can pass right, right by. To get out to where you want to go, you have to go down to the main floor, the first floor again, or anyways. Oh, perfect. Okay. And the first floor is where the, the like, on one side of the wall is the the phone room. On the other side of the wall is the Ross building, and you can exit to look at the fire escape right there. Or not the fire oh, escape, I'm sorry. Got it. Okay, so okay. I'll just check to see if the tone's coming through as we pass through. You pass by, the tone's going through. You can see the light. Ding. Huh. So, so it's connected, all right. Yeah, it's not being rerouted anywhere else. That phone's connected here. That's line 27. Now, and, if and, we're... If we're still in the Ross building, then we're going to need to take the stairs down, right? The elevator's probably not running. The elevator is not running. Um, it, actually, the elevator works from the first and the first, second floor, first floor. That's this is a, a freight elevator back and forth, which allows things to come into the Ross building, be stored, and then be moved up to the second if needed and shuffled off to the steel building. All right. Uh, but to get to the basement, uh, you need to go back to the steel building and down the stairs from the first floor down to the the, the seasonal storage. So we can't get to this basement of this building from this building? Not that you know of. You've never explored it. Okay. Odd. <laughs> it's just a way, well, it's been converted. I mean, it's been, you, you've been around and if, if you want to look around for it, you know that the freight elevators do not go down there any longer. The main elevators are shut off. Uh, so you could if you if you turn back on the elevators or but more like the easiest way is just to go through the doors and go down through the steel building. All right, we'll go through the steel building. Okay. And uh, because it's actually closer, uh, Rumstead and had hardly, you go out the back door. And what you see is like you have the keys, you can access it, you go outside. Yeah. The bin has been pushed out from the wall. The lid is askew as no as you noted before. The brickwork on the wall has been damaged it's it's almost like it's been pushed out not not very much of it like the bottom like five or six rows of brick are sort of like jarred the, 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 the like a forklift and like a forklift ran into it or something like something inside hit the wall knocked out the brickwork wow pushed out the that bin that's quite now, that would have been from the basement you're, you're thinking it, it wouldn't have well, been that can't be right is the wall always bulged like that mr hardly no not that i recall so I'll take a look in this in the big salt bin and just sort of does it does anything look like that it fell in it or is it just salt? I kind of poke or stir salt. it. Type of it. Yep, just, just salt. Yep. Just salt. All right. So I'll reattach, reattach the uh, the top and uh, try to shove it back against the wall so it's not blocking the alleyway in the back. I'll help. I'm quite strong. Oh, it's thanks. on wheels. It's easy enough. You just unlatch the wheels, shove the lid back where it goes. Boom. Good enough for tonight. It goes right up against the wall. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's bizarre, Mister Mister Rumstead. I'm certain it hasn't been that damage hasn't been there before. We should probably check on the inside to see what caused it. All right, I I agree. Let's go. Let's go into the basement. Yep. All right. Should I head on over? Oh, uh, you. Sean, you're muted. I see that. Sorry. Um, what, I don't want people hearing me chew popcorn. Um, one one thing, Mister Hardly. Um. Make an idea roll, please. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, of course there. Because uh, you don't have a stat eight. that says memory. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, there is an 18. That should be do it, right? 18. Yep, sure enough, that does it. Whoa, 
you were you're, you're, you were at your desk just this past week, and when you're at the desk this just just this past week, you do remember that somebody was saying, "Oh, did you feel that?" And you said, "Did I feel what?" Did you feel that? There must have been an earthquake. And it's not unheard of for earthquakes to occur. Yeah. Toronto to Buffalo, Rochester, those areas around the lakes, you do occasionally. Um, deepest, darkest part of the winter, you hear frost quakes where the ground freezes and the buildings kind of shift a little bit. It happens in cold weather. But you, 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 someone was saying that it felt like an earthquake. So in your mind, you're, you start thinking, hmm, that's probably what it was. Yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, Mr. Rumstead. Yeah, that, yeah, that, I relay that to Mr. Rumstead. So I wonder if that's what it was, but we'll soon when see. Did, when was this? When did you hear this commotion? Oh, not that long ago. Just exactly at that point. Mm-hmm. Like a week Let's ago. Go look in the basement. Point. Let's yeah. just look in the basement. Oh. All right. Easy. So you, you, you go back through to the steel building. And by this time, I'll, I'll just start with the others. Uh, Mr. McIntosh, Dave, Mr. Katya, and Mr. Coburn, you, you've, got back through the steel building and you're on the main floor of the building now it's very dark uh there's very little lighting in the building mr mcintosh is used to this because he walks the building some nights he stays until midnight when there's some days when there's some some scruffiness outside wandering the streets or sometimes mr mcintosh is known to actually stay the night in the building when the night watchman isn't available uh the night watchman is actually there walking says what are you fellas up to here right now Christmas party over? Uh, yes, the party's over, but uh, we we had some uh, uh, evidence that there might be an intruder in the building, so we're going downstairs. Yeah, Mr. Stale's orders. Okay. All right. Well, well, I gotta walk my. I gotta do my rounds. I'll be up and down all night. If you need anything, I might be in my office at the very back, and it's right near Mr. Mr. Hardley's office. And he says, uh, "So yeah, this." You, there's not much down there. It's just a seasonal storage, but go for it. Have a have a nice day. Thanks very much. Thank Merry you. Christmas. So you go down the stairs, and there's signs on the walls that say, they say, Santa Land, Santa Land. And when you go down, you, you reach the bottom of the stairs, and there's a place that has a sign. And the sign says... The sign, it's, 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 it's got Christmas style, stylized writing, and it has uh, fancy um, descriptions of you know, sugar plum fairies, like a definition of what is a sugar plum fairy. And it has a definition of uh, you know, what is an elf? What is a good person? What is a bad person? But th- that's, that's the part that catches your eye. It's just, it, it, this, is an old, this is an old sign that's been painted over and, and somebody's re- rewritten it and you can't see what's underneath, but uh, you can see there's words underneath the paint. But you can't really read it, but it does say, welcome to Santa land for the children. Please be nice. Please be quiet. When your name is called, please go to sit with Santa. Um, wait your turn, exit with your parents, enter with your parents, that kind of thing. And you get to the bottom of the stairs and there is a curtain along one side of the wall. And you know that behind that curtain is usually it's gone in the main time of the year and there's seasonal storage everything that is seasonal whether it's summer decorations easter decorations october halloween decorations whatever they put up for the store there but now the main part is there's this there's an, a beat up kind of hastily put together santa's throne on stage and there's like 
seating for like five or six kids and another chair beside it where the elves would sit beside Santa's throne. And it's just like a little place where the kids come down to meet with Santa. There's piped in music and there's a bag of gifts. Like each kid gets a little token toy or some candy, that kind of thing. An orange, who knows, tangerine. That's what you see when you go down to this basement area. But you, Mr. Um, Mr. McIntosh, you actually know that behind the curtain and to the left, there's actually another door. And that's the door that goes to the steel building. Yes, we're heading right over here. You know, I always thought it was odd. I know it's not your floor, Mr. Cooper, uh, but it always seemed odd to me that we put Santa Claus down in the basement instead of, you know, right on the main floor near the door for, the, for everyone to see. Uh, that was a executive order from uh, Mr. Rod himself, I believe. Yeah, it's he kind of. That way. So. Yeah. Well, either way, you're going first. Well, follow me. Uh, let's see. Move this out of the way. Over here's the door. It's got should... a giant padlock on it. <laughs> well, I should have a key, though, for. We'll nope. see. Nope, I don't have a key. Uh, mi- Maybe James Mr. has one. Mr. Hardly should have a padlock. Otherwise, who Mr. Put the Katya padlock? is with you, though. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Katya, you see it as well. Yes, it's it's a giant padlock, and there's a very small sign, brass, because they do trophy. There's a trophy shop next door, and someone had a sign made up that said, "No entry, except to authorized personnel." By order of Steel Ross Department Store. Good thing we're authorized, right, fellas? Um, I am going to try. I don't know. I don't know if I have this on me. GM discretion, I guess. I'm going to take out you like a little it. paper clip. I have it. You yeah. have it. Yeah, you have yeah. it. Take out a little paper clip, untangle it, wrap it around my finger, and try to lockpick it. Go for it. Let's go. Come on, give me a nice big 100. Uh, no, that is a that's an extreme success on the dot. All right, Mr. McIntosh, you see this. You see Mr. Katya walk over in his normal, slim, slightly flamboyant, very elegantly dressed as always. Looks like a proper prima donna gentleman, which is a strange combination of words. Walks over, lock pops right open, like within seconds there's no effort whatsoever it's like he didn't even touch it with his other hand he's lock pops open well mr katya you're a a man of hidden talents i wonder where you learned Uh, how how long have you worked here (laughs) oh geez gentlemen come on it's christmas eve save it for the new year let's check it out and see what's inside i believe hank's the only one with the flashlight correct Oh, yes. I see them. There they are. They're coming downstairs. Yes, they are, because they they were very quick with what they were doing. Gentlemen, we're over here. It just thrills me every time I come down here and I see these marvelous Christmas decorations. They're okay. <laughs> You're proud of them. I was just saying, I always found it odd that Santa's in the basement. Do you have any idea why they put Santa in the basement? If we didn't put Santa in the basement, we'd have to move all kinds of things on the first floor. Well, we do that anyway for Christmas. We'd have to move all kinds of things. No, it's tradition that Santa's kept in the basement. And besides, the children like it down here. 
Well, Mr. Rumstead also knows that previously Mr. Ross had turned the entire basement of the Ross building into a Santa land. This is much smaller. This is just like the downsized. Yeah, meat back Santa in the day, land. the whole both basements were Santa land. Really nice. There were all sorts of activities. One year there were even reindeer. Anyways, how'd you get that padlock open? It just popped right open. Someone must yeah. have gotten to uh, unlock it. There's little. I mean, lock it. Well, bad news. It looks like we've had some sort of a tremor or something, and it's damaged the rear of the building. Now we should take a look and oh. see what it's like from inside here. Back wall pulsed out a bit. What was our budget for uh, maintenance this month? Uh, 300, 400? This would be a more serious issue that we would not deal with tonight. It's Christmas Eve. So let's just go look and make sure there's no big leak or anything. Oh, did you find a vagrant down here, gentlemen? Not yet. We haven't gone in. Nope. Maybe the vagrant unlocked the padlock. Maybe. Maybe. That would be a problem. We unlocked the padlock. We just Jimmy did and it popped open. <laughs> All right. Keep up with the lie. All right. All right. All right. Let's let's just go. Okay. You open uh, for the sake of time. You open the padlock, and the the next room is dark. It's dark. It's dusty. No one has been in here for ages. It is the as Mr. Rumstead remembers. It is the entryway to Santa Land. It is where children would traditionally be brought down and left by their parents. There are places to place their boots. Normally, what would happen is the children would take the boots off and put on, there's actually still slippers. They're little elf-like slippers with little bells. And the children put on these slippers to wear throughout the rest of Santa Land. And their boots would be taken by staff and moved to the very far end of the building to collect where their parents would be waiting for them. There's a sign that says, please don booties. We don't want Santa Land to get dirty. Please place a cloak over your clothing to protect you from the cold. And there are in dry cleaner bags because they were always cleaned at the end of every season or they were prepared for the beginning. Dry cleaner bags, ah, they're kind of like very thin plastic. They're falling off the clothing. But inside each one is just a cloak that children would tie around and around their necks to cover their upper you know, shoulders and arms to keep them warm in the winter time because it's supposed to be like winter. And there's a sign, no spitting, no cursing, no being mean to others. Listen to your elders, respect your friends respect Santa, be nice to one another, be happy, do not be naughty. That's the sign, the rules of Santa Land on the door, and that's the door. The door is at the other end, and it's, it's a brilliant gilt, like gold, gold embossed door frame with curved, like it's very, 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 very nice looking compared to the other Santa Land, you know, next door. It's the effort was put into this. No, no holds barred. Yeah, this sure was nice. Sure beats the Christmas float I'm working on now. But uh, anyway, those are the days. Things we teach our children to keep them in line. No spitting. So we've got two flashlights, right? Mr. Rumstead has one and, and uh, Mr. McIntosh has the other, correct? Um, actually, make a make a spot hidden roll, Mister Mister Hardly. 
check to see if the oh, lights sure. work here. Right. Okay, and there is a, oh geez, I'm just bombing out. No, I, that's a critical fail, 86. That's fine. Actually, uh, Mr. Coburn can also make a spot hidden. Oh, that's me. Um, yes, huh. sorry. <laughs> For some I can we all forget who we are. I do it all the time. I forget what character I'm playing. Oh, I got a 12. Taco, I... Sean, that's you. Uh, that is a hard. As you were walking past the seasonal displays, you noticed there was a rack of flashlights. Uh, there was also a bin of baseball bats, a bin of hockey sticks. There were costumes. There was hockey helmets. There, there was just it was all the seasonal things that they would use to decorate the windows outside. But the flashlights were actually given to the children, Mr. Rumstead. You remember this as soon as you know, it's brought to your attention because the children were all given flashlights to take through through Santa Land. It was a, it was a safety precaution in case power went out. Some of them should work. But do the lights work in here? Where's the switch? Oh, I remember where it is. It's over here against these walls. You can you can you can just make out in the room you're in the room where the, the hooks are on the wall where you're supposed to hang your coats and put on the whatever the the best there's, uh, best if there's damage to the building they'll probably have to clear all of this out of here. Well, look here's some flashlights. I'm sure we can find a few that work. Let's just go look at the building. Hope that mouse didn't shoot through the walls. That would be that could just if a mouse it. did this. I don't want to meet the mouse because it's sizable. Yeah, I don't think mice can shoot through brick. Mouse, rat, maybe it could be a lot more. The brick part probably was the... So the brick part probably allowed the mice in, and now they're just chewing up the place. My, my guess, hope. from what you guys described, it sounds like something large must have fallen over down here. And well, let's just go down. look. Yeah. Starting yeah. towards the back. Okay. I might know this place the best of all of you, so you just do. follow me. Okay. Yes, Mr. McIntosh was never in here, um, but you definitely were in here. So, so I'll just you, sort of make my way over to the area where I think it's where the damage yeah. will be. Okay, well, you have to go through, like there's a number of rooms in each room. It's been partitioned off to be Santa Land. And you know that this wasn't touched after the death of Mr. Ross. So, All right. or no, the disappearance rather of Mr. Ross. If there's a vagrant in here or a bum, uh, I need to search every one of these rooms. Uh, David, uh, I need you to hold the flashlight. I will. I grab one of the hockey sticks just in case. Just in case of what? Flashlight. You can each have you one. You make a shot on goal. <laughs> in case hey, he needs the, to plumble, pummel someone. If, the, if that's a uh, homeless person's on any type of drugs... Bare fists are going to be worthless. <laughs> My! <laughs> we have quite the imagination, Mr. Coburn. He grew Goofy. up on the rough side of Toronto. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> All of Toronto it's is the rough cold. side. It's probably just looking for some shelter. Do be careful, Mr. Katya. Yeah. I'm I've sure been, we don't have... I'm, I'm sure there's not a vagrant person. I'm, I'm sure something the Navy, sir. Perhaps a stray elf. Yeah, at the, at the speak of a big rat, I think I'll grab a hockey stick as well. Now, gentlemen! 
if this was if you guys were playing Americans, you'd be grabbing bats. But okay. <laughs> yeah. See, we're being in character. We're grabbing the That's hockey right. sticks. <laughs> well, you, okay. we're not going to need hockey sticks unless a game spontaneously erupts. All right. Well, let's okay. let's go. Can we proceed, please? You can proceed in the next room. In the very next room, you open the door, and when you open the door you can see that one of the lights is actually flickering just a bit. And Mr. Hardly, you actually think to yourself, you look back in the other room, you go, well, the light switch. If the, you look back and you have the fluorescent bulbs in there, they're probably just burnt out. Would there further fluorescent bulb? The bulbs, we'll just say the bulbs. The bulbs were probably burnt out in the fixtures because I can't remember if there were fluorescent lights when I was a kid. Um, so <laughs> probably were. So the bulbs were probably burnt out, you think, perhaps, because you know that there's power to the basement for the sump to make sure the building doesn't flood when the water you know, rains a lot. So you don't think power was ever turned off to the building. Likely they just let the bulbs run out. That's what you kind of think. But in this room, when you flick on the light switch, it's just flickering. This room is very dark, and it's very dark. And there are stars painted on the walls, and there are ornaments hanging from strings some of them have fallen to the ground and broken they're all glass ornaments and there is uh carpeting on the floor that's like a green shag to look like grass uh but it just says welcome to santa land on the far wall and on the wall to your right which would be the southeast east wall there's a doorway and the doorway is an arch and it's 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 santa onward to santa and it says entering the 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 magical forest all right sorry i should have said and you can open the door um so so uh hank you want to go in first i wonder why they stopped doing all of this well mr rumstead rumstead seems to know the way yeah, yeah, I'm happy to go for it. You know, we just didn't have that. When Mr. Ross disappeared, Mr. Steele didn't have it in him to go through all of the, I mean, this was quite a lot of work to run this. And, and Mr. Steele didn't really have him in it. And then this, as things went on, we sort of revamped a small part of it, which you are all familiar with. But yeah, no, really I remember coming here as a youth and just the joy of Santa Land. This was, it was Ross's uh, passion, the Santa it's true it's look let's so. just go through the magical forest here on our way to santa's and we'll find this dry spot this wet spot dry spot whatever it is we'll assess the damage and then we'll go home for christmas you open the doorway and again more flickering lights not very many there's a number of fixtures in the ceiling but only two of them are actually flickering just giving off just an eerie light the air is very cold and it smells dank, musty. The carpeting at your feet, there's been some water damage to it. It's it's not the nice green thick carpeting from the previous room. And everywhere you look are artificial Christmas trees. And they've been decorated and it literally is a forest of Christmas trees of varying heights. And they're 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 the the, the ones that look like they're made with toilet brushes, you know, the plastic and such and there's a pathway that leads off and it curves and and you know mr 
Mr. Uh, Mr. Rump said, it, the pathway this curves back and forth between the trees and the children would walk through here while music played and people dressed as elves would come out and and stop them and sing songs or hand them candy for their long journey. And it was it was always very like the beginning of the adventure for the kids and they would love it, but it was very dark and the, on the ceiling there are stars uh, as well, but uh, the, the, generally the lights would be off and the children would use their flashlights in here. So when you flicked on the lights, you actually turned on these lights. You know, Mr. Mr. Rumstead, I think you should see if it's in the budget that we get this all cleaned up. It seems like with these shorting lights and so forth, there's a fire hazard here. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, it should all be cleaned up. This would definitely get us taxed over. This could just end up being horrible. No wonder why there's rats. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's not as bad as it looks. Yeah, if you, if you want, Mr. Rumstead, uh, after uh, after the new year, I can go in and, and fix all this so it's not all flickering. Well, I don't know if we want to spend the cost to fix it, but we could certainly, I mean, we, working lights would be good and, and, and um, you know. Well, at least make sure that there's no chance of a fire starting. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. Yes, that would be important. You got it. Okay, I'll start so... on the new year. Uh, does the dampness smell salty or is it just damp? Make a spot hidden because there's no smell attribute. Yeah. <laughs> smell Roll hidden. Smell. I told them they should add it on there. Roll smell hidden. Smell hidden. Smell hidden. That's like the, my other. I always think there should be a remembering attribute. Well, uh, that, that you can kind of say intelligence is remembering. That's true. That's so. true. Although my character has a lot of luck. So I'll spend 18 more to succeed on that. Ooh. You're just flush with your luck today. Find out flush. that it's just salt. That's your, that's your bonus gone. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, how'd you do? Oh, you, you, you got a success because you spent 18 luck. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a faint whiff of salt. Like just, just, it's like a, when you were in the Navy and you traveled around to the Eastern, the Westerns, no, sorry, the Eastern, you went East to India and around the Cape, you went down to the Caribbean and such stormy weather when the waves were bashing up against the ship and you had horse tails on the top of the waves. And when the mist was in the air, you could smell this salty smell and it's certain places. You can smell it on a cool, just a hot day, especially like very hot, climates you can smell it as well when you're close to the shore but definitely it's there in the air the salty salty smell okay the salt's outside correct and none of it got in yeah just on the other side of the of the, the wall back there it it spilt out and we cleaned it up a little bit and put the, the lid back on all right there's only one more test i can do i'm gonna dunk my finger in a puddle of water and then lick it Okay, <laughs> all your immunity. To Rats disease. pee in that. Yeah. Um, you can do that. Yeah, you can. A little bit. Yeah, little little rat pee. Hey, there. last game someone licked a skull. I think I can do this. <laughs> uh, uh, we're in the basement, Daniel Boone. Yeah, it doesn't. You you don't have to roll for taste. <laughs> it it just tastes like yucky water that's been on concrete. It doesn't taste salty. It's in the air. Like it's, it does taste of moldy and musty because you, you know where carpet used to be in that. But uh, is it is it snowing outside? Does it snow in Toronto? 
Yes. Yeah, actually, actually, in 1975, Christmas Eve, it was very cold, but it had snowed recently. I checked up. So, uh, anybody else smell it? You said salt? Yes, it still smells like sea salt. I cannot... Do any of us smell it? Um, if you're all actively trying to smell it right now, yeah. I don't know if any of you have actually, if any of your characters have traveled very far. I would guess that Mr. Rumstead and Mr. Katya definitely have been near the ocean before. And yeah, now that you're thinking about it, now you're, yeah, it's like a salty kind of smell. A little. A little. Maybe it smells like a little. Like the there's a big bit of salt outside, so. It could just be subliminal because you said ocean. No, it could just no. be musty basement. I've never. This is exactly what it's supposed to smell like at the sea. Why would it smell like it here? The, the salt's salt. outside. It wouldn't be able. I wouldn't be able to smell it in here. Well, maybe there's maybe the 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 toilets have backed up or something. Who knows? We'll we'll find out. As you uh, were discussing the salty smell, you hear ching 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 the sound of bells. Christmas play bells. And around the corner in front of you, up through the trees, walk three short, short, stocky, very scruffy, very rough looking men. Well, two men and a woman. And they are in elf costumes that don't fit them. These are like they've these are like short, small adults. They look like homeless people. But they have put on these elf costumes you assume. And they're ripped and torn and musty and dirty. And they look at you and they stop in line. You look at their eyes. Their eyes are glazed over. One of them's eyes is looking this way and the other one's looking at you. It's like there's something wrong. They, they are not... And well, there's are, something wrong that there's people in the basement. And they say, you've been naughty, all of you. Yeah, Sir? I, I, I beg your pardon. I'm never naughty. Wait a minute! <laughs> Who I told you? you so. <laughs> Who are you people? You're one's not supposed to be down here. Piece of pipe. The other one's carrying a piece of broken wood, and the third one is carrying a wrench. And they run at you. Oh, oh Jesus! I'm gonna grab I... myself a hockey stick. <laughs> Pull my blackjack. The door is shut. You can't get a hockey stick. Now. Oh crap! David, it's me and you. We gotta beat up some. Uh... Short people, I guess. I'm gonna use my, I'm gonna use my size and strength to wrestle the guy's pipe away from him. All right, Don't be well, so let's, destructive. Uh, uh, let's, let's do correct. initiative. Let's do initiative here. All right. Uh, I'll write mine down. It's 45. I got a 50. Okay. Dex 55. rolls. Oh, we're supposed to roll. No, no, no. Uh, he wants to know the dex order. Oh. 55 here. 55 here as well. Self-destructive okay. behavior. All right. Uh, I'm, these I'm 70. More like, these more look more like fat dwarves. 70, not only you were a lockpick, you're quick, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who hired you? <laughs> that was me. All right. Uh, Mr. Coburn goes first. Uh, Rumstead, Katya, and ha Hardly go second. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's wrong. Uh, Mr. McIntosh, well, I'm doing it in backwards order here. This is absolutely wrong. Sorry. Okay, so one of the characters, one of the things 
it actually gets to go first. So who is actually leading up your group? Who's up front? It's not Mr. Rumstead. Yeah, Mr. I think it's Rumstead. me. Yeah, it's yeah, Mr. leading the way. What's going to hit me with a wrench? Yeah, I was pipe. right behind him because we were we were together. And I'm following him around. Yes, that uh, that's the way I, I remember it. He swings a pipe at you. And Free Jesus. Do you wish to dodge? No, I hit him. I'm a big fella and I'm and a swimmer. Okay. <laughs> swimming? <laughs> I'm a swimmer, so I have big, broad shoulders. No, I oh. hit him with a haymaker. He's going to swim his fist through the air. Yeah. With a hard success. Roll damage. <laughs> That's right. That's right, you little creepy elf. That's uh, three points of damage. All right. It, it take, and he hits you for three as well. Uh, with the with the pipe, so you both take three. It's like bonk. Uh, he he's much smaller than you, so you actually do knock him into a tree. So he takes the damage. He's off his feet, down onto the onto one knee into the the trees. Now the other, the next one is actually going after uh, Mr. Hardly. Now, Mr. Hardly, you're at fifty five, and he's you get to go first though. I get to go first, and he's right on me, huh? He's okay, well, well, I'm gonna yes. go. Uh, I'm gonna go try to knock him out with my blackjack that uh, quickly comes out of nowhere and. Whack. I'm gonna guess you probably had it in your hands when you were walking around in the dark. Wait, you have walking. a blackjack? <laughs> it's Toronto. It's Toronto. <laughs> He's our handyman and our bouncer. That's right. So, so I did not um, realize a pack of criminals worked for <laughs> old man steals. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Brawl? Yes. We were right. planning on using it when you left. We left That's a hard success. Excellent. <laughs> nice. I like my Brawl. This is really pretty cool. <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah. Um, the Blackjack. Oh, I don't have Blackjack damage here. Is that like a 1d4? Uh, blackjack is... I I had it up here on the... now, my goal is not to kill and crush his skull. It's to knock the guy out. I, I'm not. I don't want to kill this person because I know this could crack someone's skull wide open. Yeah. Let's say it's well, the same as brass knuckles. One d three plus. Well, no, it's yep. more than that. It's it's a club. So one d eight plus damage bonus. Okay. Uh, club would be considered a bat. Um, the baton would actually be a d four plus one. Okay, D4 plus one. All right, plus damage bonus. Well, you said you have a blackjack, though, right? Yeah, yeah blackjack black says one day eight plus damage bonus. That's yeah, one day eight. Yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. Blood. Okay. All Basically right. So that's uh, six. Six damage. Sorry, my bad. Sorry, guy. <laughs> six damage. Okay. Um, I'm actually gonna. God damn. He takes it. Um, you you conk him partly on the head, partly in the shoulders, like a kagong, because he's so low to the ground. But he as well goes off to the side and hits his friend, and they both go into the trees. Now, the, the woman is now coming at the two of you, and I'm wondering who she Who is behind you two offhand? I was right there, too. I'm the detective. Yeah. So. And that's, and is she, is, she's kind of going around going after you. Um, so, what is yours? You are 50. Um, yeah, you get to go first as well. Okay. I'm just going to try, if she's running for me, I'm going to try to subdue her. Okay. Grapple her. Sure, you can do that. So that she can't fight. Okay. Um, that's a brawl move. And I failed. 
Well, she missed you as well. I had too much, too much, too much commotion with the other people. Okay. Uh, she well overruled, but she so took a we're... swing at you with a wrench. All right. Okay. Uh, what about the rest of the other two, uh, Mr. Coburn and Mr. Katya? What are you doing? Well, I got to go protect my boss. Um, That's right, always... you do. <laughs> Uh, although it's not my turn first, I believe it's the other guys. Um, my, I'm a tiny little man that works in the menswear department. I'm going to back into the corner with the hockey stick like this. Okay, that makes sense. Yep, yeah, you're backing away, and they're not after. They're not going after you immediately because you're towards the back to begin with. Uh, so, Mr. Coburn, you go ahead. You have I'm your choice. Turn... There's two on the ground, and there's one who's just swung around the other side of Mr. McIntosh. All right, before I do anything, I'm going to turn to him. I'm going to tell the ladies you did that, David, and charge the fourth and help Mr. Rumstead. Okay. Uh, There's only three. There's three. There's three of these creatures or things. All right. Uh, Which one's after Mr. Rumstead? The one, it was knocked to the ground. It's in in the trees. It's just trying to get up right now. It's the one who's swinging a wrench at me. Yeah, there's the only one standing is the one right now that's swinging the wrench at Mr. McIntosh. All right, then I'll hit that guy. Okay. It's a woman. It's a woman, yes. I'll hit the thing. You've been naughty if you hit a woman. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm using a hockey that stick. That was rule it number 10. Count. You're I'll hitting hit a girl with a that's, hockey that's, stick? That's why I just tried to <laughs> subdue her. Very <laughs> hard. My character is very not PC. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 15. My brawl was 40, so that is a hard damage wow all of us are getting hockey stick would do the same as a bat correct yeah yeah 1d8 plus 1d8 plus your damage damage yep what is my damage um it's down at the bottom i don't have i don't have any i'm too old um seven damage Ooh. she goes down like a sack of potatoes conk to the floor the other two are trying to get up right now so When he, hit her, when he hit her, we all went, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what you get for being in my neighborhood. Major. My job. Wait, who are you people? What are you doing down here? They're, they're just getting up to naughty, naughty, naughty. Um, naughty. They just keep saying naughty? Yeah, they're they're getting up to attack you. They're saying naughty. They're clearly on drugs. <laughs> their eyes are totally not right. Mr. Katya, see if you can what find do you mean something their eyes that we can right. tie them up. They're glazed uh, over. Well, do not looking straight out of their head. There must be Christmas tree light strings all over the place. What Our was cancel? the thing everybody was all the everybody was smoking in the seventies? Horse tranquilizers. They've got to be high on horse tranquilizers. Nah, it's that stuff they've been uh, it's opium. It's got to be that opium. This uh, isn't the 1800s. PCP? <laughs> P- 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 PCP, who said that? It's Quaaludes. 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 Late, late 70s. Well, I guess Quaaludes. Yep. Oh, I remember Oof Quaaludes. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> uh, well, I thumped the other one. I thumped the one that's won't, that won't respond politely. Go for it. Politely. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I fell over into a Christmas tree. Uh, well, you swing and miss because they're low to the ground. You're up tall. Um, oh, 
Okay, a wild haymaker. <laughs> he keeps swinging like Oh. <laughs> well, this one swings at you. You take another point of damage. It conks you in the knee, up, upper uh, your knee and your... Uh, it's my swimmer's knee. <laughs> All right, Mr. McIntosh, the next one, uh, it's you. It's you. McIntosh. Oh, the one that, that oh. I previously... I'm sorry, it was Mr. Me. Hardley. I'm Mr. Hardley. Yeah, I'm I was going to say. Oh, so he's trying to... After I smashed him... Oh, okay. I feel yeah, there, he's crawling. Crazy. He's swinging it. He's just crazy, swinging at your legs. All right, I'll try to... All right. Do, you do can I... roll to subdue. You can. Yeah, you I'm going to roll to subdue. Damage. I don't want to. I don't want to. Because I feel like that last hit was really pretty heavy. I, if I do it again, I could kill the guy. You so can I'm, attempt. Yeah. I'd Come like on. to attempt. Kill him. Mr. Kill him, Mr. Hardley. Mr. Kachi is getting us some uh, Christmas tree lights yeah. to tie so, them up with. I'll, I'm, I'm trying to. I'll do a. Yeah, try to subdue, get behind him, grab his arms, pull him back. Okay. Roll. Roll. That's uh oh okay thirty four okay so that's a good success solid okay. success. No, nope, doesn't even doesn't it, it tries to get away from you does not you actually apprehend it it's just yes. just wiry it's like trying to grab onto a, a big bulldog just. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'll I'll uh yeah I'll do the 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 blackjack up under him and you know just not crushing his throat but just. Yep. Saying. Calm down. We're not gonna kill you. Okay, it's it's just writhing and going crazy. Okay, um, so you're doing that um, now, Mr. McIntosh. The other one. Are you gonna try to grapple the other one? You said. Oh uh, yes, I've I've told Mr. Katya to get some Christmas tree light strings so that we can tie these people up. Yep, um, easy enough. Yeah, I uh, I'll do that on my turn in the initiative or whatever way you want. I to got do a th a thirteen on grapple, so that is actually Perfect. a. That's almost an extreme, but it's a okay. You you've got a hold of it. It's 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 writhing, trying to get away. It smells terrible. Uh, and Mr. Katya, you've gotten you've got some Christmas tree lights. Um, so you're you're moving in that direction as well. So you two are now. It would be Mr. Coburn, I guess, would be next. I'm wondering if after we tie them up, we should plug the Christmas tree lights. In. <laughs> and it calms them down. <laughs> they flash a lot. I'm yeah, trying not to laugh so much. We didn't have the flashy ones in 1975. So, uh, both of the dwarfs are basically. The first two being... are grappled. There's the third one, the female one, is still up. Well, she's been knocked down, but she's trying to get up again. Uh, brain here. Yeah, there's probably like gray matter leaking out of here. <laughs> Wait, that's the one I hit before? I thought I knocked yeah, out that's, someone. That's the one that. Uh, yeah. Ah, you, okay. You hit the hit. little girl with the. <laughs> oh, that is right. Naughty. Naughty. Canadian Navy, motherfuckers. Um, Canadian Navy. I'm just going to put. Am I a big guy? Let me check. Hmm. What's uh, I'm, a, I'm a decently big guy. I'm just going to put a foot on her chest and kind of like in a grappling state, make sure she won't get back up. You want to incapacitate her. Roll yeah. to grapple. Whatever you get, that will do whatever you wish to do if you're successful. Breaks I can't loose. believe there's actually vagrants high on PCP in the basement. 
As I do it, she probably like uh, rolls yeah. over. She rolls over. Okay. So the other two, I'll just say, you guys are able to hold them still. Mr. Koch is running with the trying to tie them up, and it's it's you're successful in that aspect. So the first two are dealt with. You, you, but while you're dealing with them, the other one is still up and about. So now you all have to face the fact that there's a third one who's not tied up, and she's she has a she's relatively quick. So she is definitely going after you, Mr. Coburn. So uh, that's, that's, that's a hit. Um, she's going after your knees, though. You take two points of damage. She cranks you in the knees with a, with a wrench. Two points but, of damage? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, can I uh, uh, dodge? Yeah, you can dodge. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I should have said that. Okay. Um, that's an aught seven. Hmm. That is an extreme. You're like Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, you're out of the way. So she swings in the air. It would have cranked you right in the knee and done two points of damage. But boom, right through the air. So you're out of the way. Um, now, that's you guys are still fighting. The others have tied up these other ones. I will just assume, for the sake of time, between the remain remainder of you... You're able to surround her, grapple her, take her weapon away, and tie her up. So you have three of them tied up, and all they're saying is, Naughty! Naughty! You'll be punished! Naughty! Naughty! Who are Naughty. these people? We're not I don't naughty. know, but can one of you guys help me out? You're, you're the homeless. guys. You attacked us. We're not naughty. You're naughty. They're just, they just continue to repeat it for about another couple, like five minutes or so. Then they go silent. Wait, I'm still oh. fighting one. Oh, no, no, no. I, I said that but for the sake of time, everybody's oh. able to. Assist. Yeah, we subdued them all. We've got them all yeah, tied you, up. You can have them all subdued. You have they have, wait, them. where are their regular clothes? What are they wearing? Like old costumes they found down here? They're wearing old costumes over top of their regular clothing. Yes. And their regular clothing is homeless person clothing. These are these, these are people, vagrants from the street. Or from you know the nearby encampment in the under the train bridges down the way. There, uh, there may be more. Let's yeah. So, that, check so even, they go to sleep. This is the thing. They, it's not like they they pass out where they go. Oh. It's just like all of a sudden their eyes close, they're asleep. What in the world? Yeah, we we should we should call the police. The, this is the. They need they need psychiatric help. They might need to be you know get a shelter, but they they need to. They're dangerous. Is anyone hurt? I believe you are. <laughs> I'm hurt. Here, oh. I was a. Uh, I had some medical training. Let me just go get some ice for your uh, wound. That's your medical training to put ice on it. Hey, oh, it's good enough for now. You can't I, go back the way you came. You try the door, I'm, the door is locked. I'm really medically trained. I've got someone locked us in here. Let's let's move on and see if there's more of these people. No, we're um, getting the cops. It's not our job to fight these guys. But it is our store. There's no phone. And I want to make sure that there are no more vagrants that are high on PCP and wearing elf clothes in the basement. Hey, one of them could ha be American and brought a gun. <laughs> Yes, one of them could be Mr. Coburn. <coughs> Mr. Coburn, you did gotta, you say the door was locked? Yes. Uh, 
Hey, I, David. I'd like to quickly patch you up, Mr. Rumsfeld. I got a clean handkerchief here just to kind of quickly patch you up, if I could. Well, th thank you, Mr. Hardley. All right, for uh, do a... Yeah, roll a first aid. Oh, nice. 12 out of 45 on the first aid. That's a hard... Good. Oh. Feels a little better. Thank you, sir. Got it. How many points All right, is look. There? Look. Let's just continue on to the back of the building to make sure that we have this situation addressed. Yeah. Okay. All right, but we still locked in. Someone locked us in. The door just latched behind you. It's to prevent, uh, Mr. Rumstead knows, it's to prevent the children from running out the other way and telling all the secrets of Santa Lynn to the kids behind them. They would be. Uh, there's other ways out. Don't panic, please. The way just out is through. On. All right. Thanks for explaining that, Mr. Rumstead. I, I, I don't think I know, all of our nerves are a little on edge after we've been attacked by vagrants. All right. Uh, who here's had a fighting training other than me? Well, I am the security guard, so. Yeah. I've, I've, no, I haven't had any fighting training. What are you doing? No, I'm not like fighting. I'm not, you know, just east side Teresa. That's all. I mean, I'm also, I'm also a 70 strength with a 75 size. Yeah, I'm All huge right. too. I've got a, da da uh, a damage bonus. All right, As but Mr. I. Rumstead, you're a boss. You stay behind. Hank, I'm not accustomed to taking direction from you, Mr. Coburn. Uh, well, I'm our, sorry, our but shift, this... our shift ended a while ago. Nobody's giving directions to anybody. I'm sorry, Mr. Rumstead, but you are an asset that we require. <laughs> we cannot have you damaged. No, that's oh. true. I do not want to be damaged. Yes. All right. You, for the sake of time, so you close. can move on. How's yeah, that? let's continue on. You, you continue on. You get to Mr. the next Katya, door. Mr. Katya, you appear to have escaped unscathed. <laughs> well, he oh, got wow. the, I'm he fortunate. Did, he was getting the Christmas tree ornaments. <laughs> he, he did. He got the ornaments and tied up the uh, creatures. My, my job was security there. Nah. Give, <laughs> give someone else that hockey stick. So, All right. Yeah, I, I can barely hold it. There you go. Yeah, go with the rumstead. You wigwag through the trees and you get to the next door. On the next door, over top of the door lock and handle, there is a puzzle. And it is one of those puzzles where you move pieces to fit together to make a to make a uh, <clears throat> an image. So, who would like to make the intelligence? And, and solve the puzzle box. And solve the puzzle. <laughs> we can't open the door. No. I don't remember this from my youth. Oh, this right. was new. This newly added. <laughs> I, I might as well do something. I might as well do something useful here, chops. Apparently, they used to torture right. children down here. Something more useful than pick the store's locks. You want to see Santa? Uh, yeah, that, that's a uh, that's a pass. Easy. It's like six pieces. Pop, 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 pop. Takes you like thirty seconds. And when you make it together, or when you put it together, you can just open the door. Now, what's it a picture of? What's it a picture of? Yeah. A sugar plum. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course it was. Um, with some bells around it. So you you enter the next room, and of course above the door, just so you know, it says, "Entering the hills." <laughs> I should have actually read that first. The fairy plump. <clears throat> oh, the hills of the tundra. The hills of the tundra. 
and which is hilarious because the tundra is actually flat mostly. So you open the door, and inside, it's all these humpy hillocks of artificial hills, along with some cutout um, cutouts of mountains that are like across. So it, to a child entering this under the right lighting conditions, years ago, this would have looked like an you're in like some snowy, hilly place with some, you know, cut out trees and some fake snow on the ground. But generally, it just looks like, you know, like a, a hilly place. And you can see on the far side of on the far side, there's light eh, around a door. There's a door frame. And around that door, you can actually see light peeking out around the edges of the door. It's not. Uh, that's probably where they were doing their drugs, I bet, Mr. Rumstead. But there's a smell. You all smell it. Is PCP like burning? Rotten, rotten <laughs> it's like rotten meat, like like roadkill. And there's a sign, Kotonk, it's sideways, you know, dramatically sideways into a hill. And it says, Beware of the tundra animals. Oh, Jesus. What, what how, type much, of... how much money did, did Ross and Steele spend on this every year? Oh, this, this was a is... big deal. This I mean, a, a big really deal. big deal. Second to none, I tell you, second to none. Well, the tundra animals, when I was a child, were not that fierce. I mean, they would chase us a bit, but... Squirrels. Something it was junior staff members dressed as, like, you know, snow foxes, <laughs> I snow mean, wolves, bears. Snow alligators. No one got hurt. Not like those crazy elves back there, but those are just... They weren't elves. They were just vagrants. Come on. Let's go. Right. Just go ahead for that door. All right. What forward. if they were employees that they just never fired? They never paid. <laughs> All right. Forward to the, to just, the door. They're just angry elf midgets. It's fine. They never left. <gasps> so you, you, you start walking. You have to go over the hills, and there's pathways yeah. over the hills so that you're not just damaging the fake snow. It's in kind of rough condition. Um there's little piles of dusty snow-like material between the hills. Probably you know, something safe like asbestos or something. And you know, up and over the hills, up and over the hills. Who's up? I would say, are you still the same same people up front? Mr. Uh, McIntosh up front along with... Um... I think, well, we've, we've definitely pushed Mr. Rumstead back because he was injured. Yeah, he yes. got the heaviest injury. I'll, I'll yeah. be second behind you, uh, Hank. Yeah. Hor Horace is there too. We're the big guys. Okay. Both of you, the two up front, roll a spot hidden. Huh. 96. I'm the 70, worst detective on the planet. 75. I was looking at the back of the of Hank's head. <laughs> okay. Hey. Um, well, who who is Mr. Coburn's third, I'm assuming? Yeah. Mr. Coburn also gets to make a spot hidden now. She's the back of both of our heads. We're <laughs> looking all around. Mm -hmm. You're muted, the major. Sorry, I was making a joke on how I'm going to fail it, which I did. Oh, no. <laughs> You're looking uh, at the back but of my head. <laughs> remember, I'm a lucky person. <laughs> oh, God. I'll spend 72 luck. No. <laughs> <laughs> I spent That's 10 luck to make. Wait, is it 10 luck? Let me double check. Well, you won't be using it after tonight. <laughs> yeah, spend 10 luck to make it a pass. Easy enough. To the right, you see standing on one of the hills, maybe 30 feet away, three 
scruffy, bedraggled. Fur is wet and like matted. And the eyes are like, it's not unlike the elves. Raccoons. And they're covered in that white, they're covered in that white stuff. And they're looking at you, they're sniffing the air. And they come running towards you guys. But you don't mean real raccoons. You mean people in raccoon suits? No, these are raccoons. These are actual raccoons. Well, this is actually terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Now I have a high charm. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> Who do you think you are, uh, Jason? <laughs> I didn't expect this to be so comedic. All right. Well, they're running at you. They're 30 oh my feet God. away. I start screaming, charm them, Mr. Hardly. Charm them. Kick That's them. taken a while because the raccoons are not super fast. No. If, if they <laughs> come anywhere coming. near me, I'm just going to kick one as hard as I can. Oh, they're definitely running at you. They're, um, I will find out. Uh, actually, one of them is going right at Mr. McIntosh. The second one is going after who else? Who's up front? Mr. Hardly. The third one is also going after Mr. Hardly. That was, yeah, the charm obviously attracted Double them. 005. You attract them, yes. That's correct. Okay. To kick one. You're, you're, are you kicking one? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to haul off and kick it as soon as it gets near me. Roll damage. Beautiful. They do not That'd have That'd be any. like a club? Yeah, they don't have oh. my initiative. <laughs> I think I'll have a candy cane. Uh, six. Nice. Poor little raccoon. It flies through the air. Um, uh, Mr. Hardly, there's one coming. Two of them coming after you right now. All right. Well, I'm going to gonna try uh, that, that spin kick I've always learned. Because <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to get that close with my hands. Yeah, here we go. Spin kick. Oh, 37. Okay, wait a minute. Just so I can make sure the spin kick works, I want to make this a hard success. Uh, Brawlings. Oh, that is a lot of luck, though. No, no, okay. Let's let's go with just a regular success. Okay, roll damage. All right, and, and a kick is, uh, that's just the regular, like a punch? Well, it'll actually add plus one. All right. More powerful your legs. Okay, four four damage. Okay, punt. It bashes off down, down the hill the other way. Now there's a third one coming after you. However, uh, <laughs> well, that's 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 a yep. So it latches onto your leg, and it's going. Ow! You damn rodent! Ah, get off me! Two points. It's just digging right into your leg. Dirty! I need tetanus shot. Damn it! <laughs> they're rabid. They're rabid. Rabies, rabies shot. Yeah, ra- rabies. Yeah. <laughs> rabies uh, he's gonna need that uh, anti-drug stuff. They're clearly on PCP. <laughs> PCP. Can we? I don't have a weapon, so if somebody wants to hit it with their hockey stick, yeah, that's... possibly hit Mister Hardly with their hockey stick. Yeah, it's on me. It's sinking its teeth in. I'm yep. gonna have to critical fail, and you you hit Mister Hardly in the head. You can yes. You have a chance. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, if I see you coming over with the, I'm like kind of sheltering my skull. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just going to aim for your leg. Uh, if push comes to sub, I'm going to break your leg. Don't worry oh, about it. Ought two. That oh, is an extreme. God. So I just Roll do damage. eight damage. <laughs> you, you, you brain the thing, and this raccoon is drops sh- shaking on the ground. So that one's dead. The other two are, are Roland's rolling down the hill. One's fl- still flying after the wonderful kick. Uh, <laughs> But they, they, they're actually coming back at you. So um, next next turn, the raccoons are coming. The other two are coming at you. And they, they, they It's strange. Covered in the fake snow like they are, they almost look like small little Arctic animals. But they come running at you, and their blood dripping down their mouths or out of their ears. Still? Jeez. They're not dead. They're getting close. They're, not they're running very determined. Fast. They're very determined. It's like they're rabbit or something. So who who's uh, they're they're just running towards the group of you. So I will give you guys initiative. Taking works really well. Is there one still chewing on Mr. Hardly? No, no, no I killed oh, no, the, the major like sent it sailing. Oh, that's right, that's right. To it's splattered. Death. Oh yeah, it's completely just gone. Splattered. Good, good hit, major. Well, major hit that other one that's running at us. Sounds good. Uh, cool. You'll probably have a dramatic miss. <laughs> What's the word you would game. say when you hit a puck? Like four? I'm going to yeah, go yell four. four. That's what we all do. Okay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> 45. Kat- I missed by five. Uh, Mr. Katya, would you please get down off of that table? <laughs> I'm just dangling my blazer <laughs> off and like shooing them. Get away from me. <laughs> Well, you do have a hockey stick. You can hand it to someone else. If you... I think we already gave oh, it. To I me. think I already did hand it to um, it's Oh, I thought two of you had them. Okay. I thought two of you had hockey sticks. Yeah. Uh, basically, I said, David, give it to Mr. Rumstead. You're useless. Oh, okay. Oh, I have a hockey stick? You do yeah. now, yes. Oh, nice. I brain a, I hit a raccoon. Yeah. Roll. Roll to hit. Why not? Go, Mr. Rumstead. Jesus. I 99. Died. Yeah. Oh, shit. I dive out of the way as Mr. Yeah. Rumstead swings you trip over the blue line. Not me. <clears throat> All right. Sorry, Mr. Hardley. Do I do bench. I get injured? Do I take damage? <laughs> oh, it's he not still bleeds the raccoons there and hits it. <laughs> okay. Uh, anybody else going to take a swing or a kick? Sure, uh, sure. I, I will. I'll, I'll I will do a kick as the, well. The... You can both go ahead. You've each, you can each All go right. after the other one. All right. Hockey wasn't my sport, really. Swimmer. I got a hard. Okay. No, reg- regular here. Regular hit. As long as you don't roll a one, you've taken them out. That's all right. All right. Another six. Dead. Knock its head off. All right. So the, the crazy, rabid snow raccoons are sh- shuddering on the floor, and you're just, you're, you're in your minds, you get the heck out of here. And you run to the door where the light is, thinking, this is a door. It's, it's, there's light on the other side of this. We got to go through here. Wait, how bad is Mr. Hardly hurt? Hardly. He's just been bit. But he's been he's... bit by a rabid raccoon. Well, we uh, can't here. do anything about it. We'll take him to the doctors. Yeah, yeah I'll get to the doctors and get a shot, get it cleaned out. But yeah, we just need to get we have out. To, wait, do you know which one bit you? Yeah, that one there. We have it... to take it. They can test its corpse for rabies. Oh, yeah. Or we could just give him a rabies shot no matter what. It'll be fine. 
Well, a rabies that's 14 days of shots in the stomach, and they're quite painful. However, thereafter, after, you will be immune from rabies. But let's just take the carbs. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's easy enough. I'll take the carcass. We'll wrap it up in Christmas paper. Yeah, like Santa's sack or something. Oh, all right. You can take it with it if you want. You can drag it behind you. I don't care. It's it's whatever you like. So you get to the next door, and there's another puzzle on the door. So mm-hmm. who's going to roll to solve the puzzle? I'll get it this time, boys. All right. I was valedictorian. What's happening here? I don't remember any of this from my youth. Hot five, extreme excess. It's a, it's a Christmas open. adventure. It's a, at this time... It's a picture of an igloo, an igloo, and a pole in the back, red and white, red and white, red and white, like a barber's pole, but it has a big N on the top of it for north. So you open the door, and this room is completely bare on the floor. Shiny, slippery-looking glass. And the lights are on? On the far wall. Now, this is one. there's a little bit of a flickering light. And you all enter the room, and there's a sign that says, Beware of Slipping on Lake Happiness. And the la- it's, it's an artificial lake made of, like, glass or plexiglass or something like that. And underneath it normally would have been blue-painted floor, because it's raised up a little bit from the normal floor. But ev- everybody roll a spot hidden. Hey, I failed it again with a 97. I... I... <laughs> Uh, normal success. It's a fail. Right? <laughs> Only one of you got it. Okay. You all enter the room. You're you're like, oh, there, there's there's another door at the end that says Santa's workshop. You can see that from where you are. You move in. Only Mr. Coburn glances down <laughs> and notices that beneath this glass surface, there's rats everywhere just running around underneath the floor. Like <laughs> underneath the glass. Rats and Yes, their eyes look kind of messed up. So you're looking at this and your immediate thought is, I don't want to break that because there's rats throughout this whole floor. And as you enter the room and you shut the door behind you, against the back wall, light bursts forth and it says, witness the Aurora Borealis. And normally, Mr. Rumstead, you remember this, they actually did have some flashing lights that were just colored cellophane over top of lights they would turn on to make the walls look like the aurora, the northern lights. But this is weird. This is like not what you would norm, you, you remember because this actually looks like the northern lights glowing, hanging for above the doorway. So everybody, could you please make a I guess the most appropriate thing would be a constitution roll. Oh, three. Oh, seven. Wasted. I, yeah, I got an extreme success. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Extreme success. I lost my D10 dice. Give me a second. Huh. It was uh, a 90. I got it. It's 38. Normal. Okay. It doesn't look right to you guys. It doesn't look like regular light. But when you concentrate at it, you you all start to feel a little bit like like when you would imagine watching like the amazing Kraskin on TV, who none of you know who he is, probably. I know who he is. Oh, you know who he is. 
it's like watching that where you would hypnotize people where you, you start to feel kind of like whoa like woozy like you've had a couple drinks really quickly and they're just hitting you and you shake your head you shake it off and no 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 that's that's wrong and then it's just light it's just light at the end of the hallway and it's it's not what you thought it was so you whatever you just but now you've all noticed that there are rats under this under the glass floor so the way out is the door where it says santa's workshop let's hurry up and get the hell out of here wait 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 we're all big guys though several of us are quite big one of us isn't i look at david so we sent him out first yeah, just go one at a time, not all at once. Yes, let's send David first to see the make sure it can take anybody's weight at least. We could also walk along the edges where it's, you know, the, there's the got to be supports underneath or something. Integrity. There are supports, yes. It's definitely, you can see the floorboards underneath the um, joists and such. Walk, walk along the support floorboards. All right, so let's sort of sp split up and spread out. And it is was this, a good idea, I think, if Mr. Katya goes first. Are there just a few rats here and there, or is this like a floral rats? Where you're standing, if you look around, you count at least 10 from just where you're standing. There's oh, milling Jesus around. Christ. They're looking up at you. Um, but if you're going to do that, that's fine. Everybody just make a dexterity roll because the floor is slippery. It's like there's almost like there's an oil on top of the glass. Oh, yeah. Was Mr. Ross insane? 36 out of 55. Pass. Fail. It fell crooked, so I'll take the highest number, which is uh, still a 28. That's a hard, hard success for me. Like hard success for me. Normal. All right. Mr. McIntosh, you're the only one who failed. Yep. So how, what's your size again? <laughs> I'm a 70, uh, 75. You're huge. Yeah, big, big, like, linebacker. Linebacker, but... You're all tiptoeing across. Now it's not so slippery that you can't run. You can't. It's, no, it's not so slippery that you can't move. It's just slippery that it makes it difficult to move without falling. And you're moving across and halfway across, Mr. McIntosh goes, boom, lands on his no. back. And you see the glass go, spider cracks forming, oh, moving God. out from where he is. And probably a lot of blue language comes out of my mouth that I would never normally say. Oh, normal. Yes, absolutely. Blue language. Yeah. <laughs> or that of the putain de merde. <laughs> That's in French. So we should slowly step away? Yes, <laughs> move, stay away from Leave Mr. McIntosh. Mr. McIntosh, can you crawl over near us? Of course I can. Do I do I do damage from falling? You don't take any actual damage. You, you don't, you're not falling very far. It's, it's just a slip and a fall. And do, the rats get, do the rats congregate underneath him? Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. They're running underneath the glass. The glass is not broken yet. Yet. Are, I'm just saying it, it has some... scared away, but okay. Their I'm eyes not, look wrong. I'm going to try to get up. No, crawl, crawl. Okay. Make one more deck. Well, you just you choose what you're going to do, but it's a dexterity roll if you're going to get up. If you crawl, it's not. But you go slow. Well, I'm going to crawl until I'm on class that's not broken, and then I'm going to stand up. All right, that's easy enough. You do that. 
you stand up, the glass behind you is starting to actually break now. The glass, the, just the glass pieces of a chink, 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 Shit, chink, chink. I shuffle towards the exit. Let's yeah. get out of here. Okay. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Yep, yep. Shuffle, All right. Shuffle. Well, it's, it's cracking open. Now you're actually seeing rats. There's nothing on the door. Just so you know, there's no puzzle on this door. There's just a latch. Rats are hungry. Let's get out of here. Let's get through that door. Okay, you can... You know, the rats are starting to come out of the hole in the glass yeah. now. Yeah. They're starting to move towards you. Are you running? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, Rapidly. you're running. Rapidly. Run, run, run. Everybody Rapidly. make everybody make one more dexterity roll. Oh, I'm on Me my too. ass. It's a hard, hard pass. I'll spend fatal points of luck to not fail. That's okay. a hard pass for me as well. Okay, oh, well, no Mr. Way. I'm spinning around like Bambi. Okay, Mr. Mr. Rum said, hot hits the ground, uh, but you're very close to the door. The door, you can open it immediately. And Mr. Rum said, has fallen right near the door. The rats are about 20 feet away. Who's going to pull him through the door? Oh, I'll pull him through. I'm, I'm not Mr. I'll, Rumsfeld. I'll also help pick him up, yeah. Okay, make, make one of you, make both of you, whatever, one of you make, as long as one of you makes a successful strength roll, he's through the door. I'm the door. size 80. Yeah, he's I'll, big. I'm, I've just got 22 out of 70 on strength. So there's, rah. All right, he's through the door. The door latches shut. And as it latches shut, you hear you can hear all those nasty little, little rats doing cre creepy eyes slamming into the door and chittering and screeching from behind. Never seen anything like that before. But Mr. Hardly, we haven't seen anything like any of this before. Exactly. I almost wonder if we're all upstairs sleeping and someone slipped a Mickey into the punch. You mean some PCP? Or that. I've no, I don't know what the effects of PCP on a Canadian would be. <laughs> on a Canadian? I can't help you either. <laughs> um, you turn around, you're shocked, you're like, oh my god. And you notice you are now in the, the old day equivalent of the of the first room you're in this is the this is the final room there are chairs set in a semicircle half of them are knocked over and a couple are just on their sides one's upside down and they're in front of a a large dais 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 and on top of it is a throne and it's very opulent it's santa's throne and there's chairs on either side just like in the previous room but much more substantial chairs sitting on the throne is a a dead person it is a dead man desiccated and he has a santa claus outfit on and he, you 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 you're shocked by this i mean this is this this is someone but you you notice that underneath his santa claus clothing there's there's like regular clothing it's like it's a person dressed up who's put on a santa claus coat yeah. who's died in there but everybody, while you're staring at them, um, make a spot hidden, each of you, please. I'm in a sanity roll. Uh, yes, you do have to make a sanity roll as well after all of this. I'll, I'll spend two points to pass. I pass right on the money. 45 on a 45. Critical uh, fail 100, spot hidden. I got an extreme success in the spot hidden. And then sanity roll as well, did you say? A okay. sanity roll for each of you, yes. After all of this, as you oh, start to calm sweet down. Jesus, I didn't make that. Yeah, failed both rolls. I failed my sanity roll. I made the sanity roll as well. 
you fail sanity, if you pass your sanity roll, you take one. If you fail, one die four. You can do that yourself. Oh, four. So, yeah. all, after all of this, it's all culminated in this right now. But the, for those of you who made the spot hidden, uh, you notice that behind the throne where the wall is, this is the back wall. It's been busted out, and there's area at the top which would be above ground where it's been pushed out into the parking lot where the brickwork has been moved. But there's actually a hole behind the Santa Claus's throne in the wall. Ah, a hole that leads to the exterior, or that leads deeper into the ground. You'd have to actually move behind the throne to look, but it means you have to go around the throne. And I'm assuming that one of you do when you look oh, yeah, behind I the did. throne. Okay, what, what you see is there's actually a tunnel in the in the wall, and it's cut right into the rock beneath the parking lot, and it's very smooth, almost like it's been melted through stone. Is and there a door inside. leading out of this room? Yes, there is. There is a door that leads out, and it leads off to the right, and it would be to the uh, old freight elevator area. What is this tunnel? Wait, and who's the dead guy? Is it Mr. Roth? Why wouldn't Mr. Ross be dead here, sir? Why, why, why would there be rabid raccoons and rats attacking us and PCP children? Well, I'm going to go up on the throne and look at the body. Smack him around. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, this person's been dead for a, a while now, like a long while. It uh, doesn't appear to be the same height as Mr. Ross. It's, it's, it's someone who's a, a, a lot shorter than him. But it's all the, the body's all dried out and desiccated. Yeah, we've left this room alone for about ten years. Anything could have happened. Yeah, but why is there a dead body? I, I think here? that at this point we really do need to call the police. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what I yeah. This is no longer our job. It stopped being our jobs when we got attacked by uh, the kids. Or and what people. do you suppose made that the whole? Yeah, Mr. Hardless. Yeah, this this makes no sense. This 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 should not be here. Uh, do can we flash one of the flashlights down into the hole to get a better look? I, I step around back yeah, and, absolutely. and peer in. Hold on. Uh, are we good for a bit longer, everybody? Still good? Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Uh, you shine the flashlight down, and it it just sort of twists and winds. It's a very smooth path, a hole through the stone. And it goes deeper and deeper into the ground. Not, we're not talking straight down. I mean, you could walk down this, or it's yeah. certainly tall enough, like it's like maybe five feet tall, you could walk down it. But there's a bit of a, number one, you can all smell that salty smell from the hole. Huh. And number two, this seems to be light at the end of the tunnel. That's a good sign. That's yeah, a good sign, yeah. A good sign. Well, I was I, about I, to say there's nothing on the planet that could make me go down that hole. Well, no, this, wait, wait, wait. This, light. There are no telephones down here, right? Uh, not right here, no, no. Um, you, as you know, the by the freight elevators, if you go through that side door, there's that you're back into the area right between the two buildings, where there is a freight elevator, and there should be a phone there. Well, I'm I'm the maintenance guy. I, if someone's bleaching off of our electricity and we're paying for it, this has got to get shut down. So I'm going to go down there and figure out what the hell's all plugged into our power. 
Why, is there a power line running out of the hole? Well, there's light coming out of there and it's accessed from here. Someone's, someone knocked into the building and I bet you they're pulling our power. Oddly right enough, they left a corpse down here. Oddly enough, there is something on the floor of the corridor, all the two tunnel, and it is it is a, a tube. It is like a wire. Yeah, see, Thick. look at those. But it's not connected to anything inside the building except the back of the throne. And when you turn around, and look at the back of the throne. It's like a hole has been chewed through the throne, huh. and it's stuck right into the guy. Oh, that's Wait, so weird. this cable or whatever it is, is goes through the throne and into the dead body? He said a tube. Well, it's a it, tube or cable. It's it's round, and if you poke at it, it feels almost like flesh, not not plastic or anything. It's bizarre. Wait, there's yeah. a fleshy tube? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right no up worries. into the guy. I had to go there. I'm, I'm the repair guy. I've got electrical tape on me. Patch that up. I'll wait for you here. Anyway, well, this this needs to be unplugged, obviously. Well, <laughs> unplug it from the dead guy end. Just pull it, grab it, and pull it, I'm Mr. Sure. Okay, all right, okay. Here we go. So I'll just take it out with my handkerchief, though. Okay, you pull it. it takes a bit of tugging. Uh, uh. You pull it out from behind the chair, out of the, the body shuffles. Shimmies and shakes, and when you pull it out, it number one, you look at it. It looks like meat. It's not like there's wire. There's actually wire, but there's also like a fluid that looks like ichor, blood, something. And from the other side of the wall, where all the rats are, you hear you hear the squealing and screaming of rats. It's just high pitched, terrible screaming. And if you listen closely, which you probably aren't. You can even hear the screaming and squealing of the three that have been tied up by you down farther. But they're rooms away. The room's away, but it's a very quiet basement because the music has ended. Does this make a does this invoke a sanity roll? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, Go I for it. Needed one Another personally. One. <laughs> I got all three, so I have nope, not, to, not to fail. Sixty-two. Uh, which is a fail. Uh then do a die four again. Yeah, uh, nine, uh, yeah. And what if you pass oh, one? If you pass, you're okay. Well, one's fine. Yes, you can take one. That makes sense. It's all rather disturbing. All right. There's two more down the tubes. Okay. <laughs> I started with such low sanity, I might go crazy. Homer, all right, Mr. Hardley, we have to go down this tunnel. Yeah, yeah, this is not right here. This is something's really amiss. So I'm following this. Uh, we this... can't leave this. We can't leave this mess for someone else to clean up. I mean, we do have to call the police to deal with the PCP vagrants, but we should investigate this. We are we are steel employees. Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. not paid enough to to, to investigate <laughs> this. It's just a tunnel. I, uh, I'm I'm waiting here. All right. So I my character's eyes and twitching, there. and he's just like. Now, Mr. McIntosh, no, remember, you are hired to investigate trouble. Yeah, I investigate things inside the building. That it's not inside the building. Yeah, but there, <laughs> these people are stealing power from us. Look, the lights are on. Right? Stealing think, power. So, That's so I'm going to go down there. 
after after Mr. Steele's kindness to you, and I tap your breast pocket where you put your envelope, I'm surprised that you're not eager to assist him. This isn't kindness. This is deserved. <laughs> oh. no, I'll, 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 I'll take up the rear then. Don't worry, Mr. Rumstead. I'll get this figured out. So I just follow the damn floor. No, I'm following cable. Mr. Hardly. Yeah. All um, right. Are you all going down? Are you all going down? I the guess tunnel? so, but I'm going. My character's having some pretty bad PTSD, but uh, yeah, you'll follow. I, I'm holding Mr. Kachi in seventy-five, just so you know. <laughs> so okay, so you all are heading down the tunnel. You're heading down. Uh, yeah. And it twists and winds, and it's smooth. The smell of the ocean is stronger and stronger. You keep walking and walking and walking. You're like, when is this tunnel ending? We should be underneath Lake Ontario by now. And you get to a spot where the tunnel opens up. And you're looking out on an island. You can see the ocean. You can see trees. You can see sand. Daylight? Daylight. What in the fuck? And heat is emanating from this this hole. We've all been inhaling PCP. Wait, wait, wait. Is there a sky? Are we underground? Yes. There's a sky. It's a tropical island. We're in the Caribbean. This, This makes no sense. Look at all that water. They've been stealing it from our plumbing, I bet. <laughs> the sump isn't working. <laughs> well, I'm suddenly very warm. This must be rabies fever or something. Not all of us were bit, and we're all seeing it. Yeah, this makes no sense. Is that fleshy cable still going this way? Yeah, where's the fleshy cable? It heads off into the woods, into the palm trees and such, the bushes. Follow the fleshy cable. And then now, I mean, this doesn't make any more sense, Mr. Rumsfeld. Uh, uh, this is this, now it doesn't make any more sense. I'm not following a fleshy cable into the woods. This, this is where are we? This is this so is, far. This is LSD. Excuse me, Mr. Hardley. I think yeah, this, we should go home now. Yeah, I think this, we should be done. Yeah, this this doesn't look like really a good idea to continue exploring here. This is we're now out in the there's a ocean and an island and trees and this this isn't supposed to be here mr rumstead this isn't even our property anymore the the tunnel has gone into someone we're probably trespassing in someone else's this 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 probably lake ontario's fumes that are that are making us hallucinate my uh my watch says 10 30 at night how are we in the sun daytime with the blue sky? Oh, yeah. Good call. It's also the middle of winter. Yeah, and it's nice and warm here. <laughs> Sunny. So I don't think this is Lake Ontario. Yeah, this is somewhere. Well, well, maybe it's the American side. But this is Canada. Yeah, we've been walking a long time, apparently. In this, uh, this, You're in this Buffalo. Makes, this makes no sense. We, we, we've got a, um, yeah, we should, we, we, we should 
go back. I but, think, but, but, but we, but we, we've, we've left sensible territory hours ago. Yeah, but it's, this is getting deeper and deeper. <laughs> curiouser and curiouser here, Mr. Rumstead. No, I agree. Let's, let's see where it goes. But I'm going to follow this fleshy tube. We can always go back. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, we can always follow the fleshy tube back, back to the corpse in our basement. The other thing is, if it was a hallucination of drug-induced, we're all having the same one, which is yeah. We'll just stick possible. together. We'll be. Was well, anyone we'll bit by the children? Perhaps. The children. I don't think they even attempted to the bit bite us. Do you mean the dwarves? Yeah. yeah the, the elf. Hobo elf. We're just going to follow the fleshy tube. Yeah. F okay. Follow the fleshy tube. Right. Oh, you exit the hole. The hole is about three or four feet above the ground. You drop to the sand. You look back. It's a hole like in the air. It doesn't. It's just in the air. You shake that off. You've seen enough craziness for the day, for the night. You follow the tendril thing. And it twists and winds through this this tropical forest. And you can see, you can see the ocean. And as you start to come to an, ent an exit, to the forest, this exit, uh, well, it's not really a forest, jungle. You see a cove, a cove of, in a beach, and about 300 feet from the cove, there's a, a stone structure, and the stone is like flat, it's, it's coral that's been cut and placed on the ground. And there's a raised platform, there's pedestals on four corners, and there's a roof built on top of it. And inside that, there's a, sta a chair, and on that chair, is a man. And Mr. Rumf Rumstead, you immediately recognize this is Mr. Ross. And he is in this chair. He's, he's not moving. He's not, he's, he's clothing is tattered. His skin is sunburnt and the, his lips are all white from exposure. And walking around this, this stone structure, adjusting mechanical equipment and technical metal components and wires and such and antenna type things is this strange beetle like creature it's like it's it's the, you're all just where are you what is going on and this creature is it's like a june bug or a may like it's a giant it's like a, a a beetle of some sort and it's adjusting the instruments and it's look it's it's adjusting it checking things and it's lifting up the cable that's dropping it to the ground and it goes back to the instruments. It's just walking back and forth. How and, big is uh, it? It's probably under 10 feet, like five or six feet long, uh, a few feet wide, like a giant beetle. It's bigger than us. Mm, in mass, like size, yes. Uh, it, it's not higher than you. Like, it makes me three feet above the ground. Uh, but uh, it's, it's a good thing. These things don't exist, these giant beetle creatures. Um, hello? Oh, hi. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, creature. I'm just trying. Or are you saying hello to the creature or just saying hello? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The creature drops the cable and turns and faces you. And it, it chitters. It makes chittering kind of noises and its mouth parts move. And all of you make a constitution roll. Do we have to make a sanity roll to see a huge beetle? Oh, that's next, yes. Oh, hardcore fail. Oh, one. <laughs> 95. <laughs> 77 fail. 
Hard. Uh, hard, hard success. Oh, I was looking hard at myself, success. waiting for me to say what I got. I'm looking at my picture, going, "What do you get?" <laughs> okay, so, those of you that failed, you're asleep. You don't remember anything. You're you're out right now. Those of you that passed, you see the other two sort of weave off and sort of they don't fall down, but they kind of want you know sort of they're standing and they start walking towards the beetle creature. Mister Mister Hardly, Mister Hardly. Oh, I've got it. Do I still have the hockey stick? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll join in on the assault. I hit Mr. Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you knock him sideways and he stays still. Well, he's still not. Do I knock him over? Can I trip him? Cognizant. Yeah, you can definitely put the stick between his legs in his skate blades and poof, lift him up. <laughs> You can knock him to the ground, and he promptly gets up again, and, and you know he's getting up and trying to walk more. Mr. McIntosh is continuing on. Wait, we heard the beetle chirping. I think the beetle has hypnotized Mr. Hardly and Mr. McIntosh. Mr. Coburn, are you with me? Yes. <laughs> There's only one recourse. We must beat up the beetle and oh, roll oh, sand. Or we in. could do that. I was going to say flee, but okay, we'll attack the beetle. Okay. Are they fleas or beetles? It's a beetle. <laughs> the creature is 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 running, is moving towards a table of of mechanical devices and things like that. Things you see on a table while you're moving towards it. It's it's still a, you're still a good fifty feet away, but you can run towards it, um, Mister. Hardly and Mr. McIntosh are, are walking directly towards where the, the the stone dais or whatever you want to call it, the stone structure is. Mr. Katja, Mr. Coburn, help me club the beetle. Yeah, I uh, think we're going to have to. Looks like they're going to do something nasty to I them. I think one of us should stay here and uh, make sure the other guys don't touch whatever that thing is. I wouldn't want to touch it either. Uh, All right, well, you're strong. You, you wrestle them to the floor and I'll accompany Romstead. I am actually not that strong. I'm at my character's a little old. Gentlemen, this is no time to debate. Just choose a course of action. I'll uh, I'll accompany uh Mr. Rumstead up to the Beatles. Okay. Beetle. There's only one. Beetle, I'll sorry. Hold, sorry. I'll try to hold them both of these guys back. Okay. All right. Um Katya and Rumstead, you actually um you can have the first initiative as this creature is fumbling with materials on its table. Oh, I just pound it with a hockey stick. Yeah, try and smack it. Okay. Let me see. I terribly missed. Uh, do you just use your brawl stat? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Even if I spend all of my luck, I still miss. Uh, I'm. If it's okay with you, Sean, I'm going to splurge and spend forty luck to make that a pass. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Gonna do one point of damage. <laughs> uh, forty. Yep. And then it's probably just a D eight then, isn't it? No yep. damage bonus. Uh, no. Yet. But where are you aiming on its body? That's important. Um. Probably at its mandibles, I'd say. Like its little shattering mandibles. Excellent. Okay. They look kind of soft. Roll your damage. Eight damage. <laughs> Eight. That, yeah. that, is, that is perfect. 
what you end up doing is knocking off one of its antennas and and do damage to its eye and its face on that side as well so the creature busts off to the side doesn't succeed in doing whatever it was going to do um however uh, mr hardly mr mcintosh you can roll a constitution roll again now please that's a pass yeah big fail again 89 <laughs> that's fine well mr mcintosh you is wakes up wakes up in shock like what the you you know you now know the thing was was something happened you've moved you're closer to this stone thing where mr ross is sitting in a chair and, and um he's he's looking at his eyes are moving and he's he's waking up his eyes are open and he's waking up and he's like he's got wires attached to his body in various locations and he's he's going help help me i'm and, sorry mr ross i was just asleep what the hell <laughs> Creature is now turning. I'm just going to say, uh, one. Hold on. Nope. Okay, so it actually tries to attack Mr. Rumstead, who missed, uh, but it, it stumbles a bit because of its damage to its antenna, and it cr drops down on one leg and it stands up again. And now it's going after. It's turning on both of you. It's backing. I'm backing away. So, uh, Mr. Katya, you can also you can now take another turn as well as Mr. Rumstead. All right. Well, 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 I'll try to bash it again. Okay. Okay. So I will spend twenty luck to make that a regular success. Okay. Excellent. And if there's a way that I can hit it on its underbelly, I would like to. It's a hockey stick. You can. Just like a scythe, go right up underneath. Why Wonderful. Not? Eight points of damage. Wow. Eight, 16, 16. All right. The creature takes massive damage to its underbelly, and goo, bug goo starts coming out of it. Uh, Mr. Katya, however, it is your turn. You can actually go now before the creature um, react. Yes, I hear uh, Ross starting to cry out for help, and I'll go over and see if I can make heads or tails of what he's rigged up to. Like, I kind of want to see if I... I want to see if I can help him, basically. Oh, Are I you leaving you were, me with the beetle? You're in combat. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought, I thought you no, could do no. that as part of it. Sorry. Um, oh, no, yeah, then I'll finish off the beetle. Yeah, it's coming after. It's, it's like facing the two of you, so... You can't just go, I'll be back. <laughs> so... So take yeah, a swing. I thought I just got him down on the uh, got him down on his knees there. Let's see. Oh, it just it just dropped to the side and turned around, faced you too. Um, how much do I have left? Yeah, I mean, I might as well spend that. Yeah, I'll spend another thirteen points of luck to make that another pass. Okay, roll damage. No damage bonus. Go on, another eight eight damage. Nice. It's off the desk. No, one second. All right. Good news. Whoa, he's gone. I looked away. <laughs> Rogue die. Oh, oh, oh. Well, he's, it's underneath that dad, that table full of stuff. He's never going to find it. Oh, he found it. All right. Um, good news. When you damage it, you've brought it, you've brought it quite, quite low in its hit points, and the creature drops to the ground. 
sand, and the creature is gone out of the the, the life force seems to have left the creature. However, uh, all of you except for Mr. Hardley and Mr. McIntosh need to make a Constitution roll, and I'm going to roll for Ross. Cockroach! Stop it. <laughs> I will spend luck to succeed. Okay. I have never rolled so lucky in a game before. Um, that's I got a hard. hard hard pass again. All right. Nothing happens that you know of. Um, but Mr. Ross, the creature is gone, and Mr. Ross is just begging for assistance. Uh, well, I'm right next to him. Um... Oh, is hardly he, you wake up now. Sorry. Is he restrained? Oh. He, he is restrained, oh. but very lightly, very mildly. He's not tied tight. He's just very, very basic, like... There's not tubes or pipes or anything coming out of his head? There's or? wires attached to his skin. Um, some are going in under his skin. There's some, like, a, a helmet on his head with some wires attached to equipment. But <clears throat> it's all easily removable. Is he clothed? He's wearing the tattered remains of... Uh, like summer attire. All right. So I'll I'll try to pull whatever it is off him without hurting him. Yeah, easy. It, it, it's not difficult. So you you get him, you get him removed from the equipment. Uh you he's he's thank you, thank you my god, who are and he notices you Rumstead and he he, he he knows you. He also knows you as well, Macintosh. He would know you as well. Would he not? You were there more than 10 years ago. Oh yes, I remember him. Yeah. Yes, he knows he's about both of you. He says, "You, you've, how long have I?" <clears throat> and he's coughing and hacking. His throat is dry, and he, he just, he says, "We have to leave. We take me back." What? He's just confused and utterly just not with it. Right, we have to head back for the hole. Is there is there a fleshy tube attached to him? The fleshy tube was attached to the equipment, strangely enough. And the beetle is dead? The beetle is dead, yes. What, what is all of this stuff? Mr. Ross, what is all of this stuff? I can explain later, but we need to get back. We need to get back. Go. We don't have much time. Quick. Okay. All right. Is there any of this stuff we want? What was the beetle reaching for on the table? Is there any sort of a hand-sized device? There are multiple devices. Um, now, some of them Ooh. look like medical equipment. Some of them look like transistor radios with pointy things sticking out of them. Uh, huh. The one thing it seemed to be reaching for was almost, it looks like a weapon of some sort, like it, like a well, fire. Like I, a I will fire. take it. I'll, I'll take a couple other instruments that might be interesting because i like tinkering with my yeah, you can grab you can grab a few random things yeah. um the one thing though um uh, mr uh mr mcintosh could you make a spot hidden please sure i'm deeply concerned getting mr ross out of here and i failed okay uh now the only other one left would be mr kacha could you make a spot hidden as well since you were running in that direction Yep. I mean, Mr. Mr. Ross. Ross, yes. Uh, no, that's a big fail. All right, easy enough. Okay, so you you all head back, 
And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot, Mr. Coburn. You, you can make a spot in as well with, while everyone else is. Alrighty. Um, that is a fail. Okay. You rush back to the hole and you, you notice that the, the edges of the hole seem to be collapsing as you kind of expected. They might be out of fear that something is going on, that uh, something is ending in Mr. Ross's <clears throat> protestations that you must leave. Hold on, I have to cough. You get Mr. Ross up into the hole. You each help each other. You pull each other up and you rush back down the tunnel. You get to the building just in time for the tunnel to close behind you. Not, not, part of it seems to be collapsing behind you as you go, but as you enter the building, the tunnel itself just stone collapses down. It's, it's not like it's disappearing. It's just gone. And the stone collapses. And part of the wall collapses behind the, the, the Santa's throne as you get in. You rush Mr. Ross back into the Ross building. You get him water. You get him food. You you bring him up, I would assume, to Mr. Steele's office, and there's shock and surprise that Mr. Steele is Nurses there. up there, yeah. Nurses so. are there. They, they can assist. They bring him back. They feed him, and they call an ambulance, and they they send him off to the hospital. You, you all need to take another sanity roll, but it doesn't really matter. It's one shot. But... Oh, 98 again. <laughs> I success, succeed. So some of us need to Actually, be wait. hospitalized. Yeah. Oh, exactly. no, I failed. Anybody who fails takes another die four. However, Mr. Hardly, you're, that's a pretty serious fail. You actually need some, some time with a psychotherapist or uh, time in the hospital. I am indefinitely insane now. Yeah. Indefinitely. Well, all right, then we you need new floor manager. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a new uh, menswear manager too. There's no way I'm letting that thief stay on the payroll. <laughs> well, the way he unlocks a locked chink. I'm just curious: are the rabid like are the rats still there? Are the rabid raccoons still you there? Went the other way back up. Dead. Right? They're dead. Yeah, you went the other way. Yeah, um, but you, you went the other. But you do investigate. So the closure. When you return to looking at the building, you find that the, the rats are gone, are dead. The three people you tied up, they're just homeless vagrants, and they, they don't know what happened. They have no idea. They're injured and damaged. They need hospitalization and assistance. They have no idea where any of this came from. The guy on the throne was another homeless guy. Something, something had happened in the past that you're not quite aware of. But he as well was a homeless guy. They actually knew his name. It was like David Johnson. He he was at one time a school teacher. He went crazy at some point and was out on the streets. And then he disappeared a number of years ago. And they, they came looking for him. They, they just sort of wandered into the building one night when this, the door was accidentally left open. They found him. And that's the last they remember. Mr. Ross and Mr. Steele have a meeting with you. And they explain that this is all very confidential because nobody will ever believe the story that they tell you. And Mr. Ross explains that for years, he'd been searching for his parents, years. And he knew that his father was someone who had money and wealth, and he could have he could have done anything he wanted to with his life in business, but he had so much. He just decided to take up things he was interested in. Those things were looking into esoteric beliefs and the occult and such. And he went searching for his parents after they disappeared. He never did find them. He found rumors and hints in his father's writings and such. But he himself got interested in these same esoteric writings. And he stumbled across a book in uh, 
Istanbul once called the Eltdown Shards. And the Eltdown Shards was a, a mystical story. He doesn't want, he doesn't think you'll believe any of this, but you've seen enough craziness that you could probably kind of believe him. And the Eltdown Shards, it was a book that spoke of beings that could exchange thoughts and minds and project project thoughts onto others and through others and control them. And when he went searching for more information on this, he was able to find a way to contact these other creatures. And he says the creature that he did contact, the thing that had actually captured him, was called a Yithian. And they come from elsewhere. They're from, from well beyond our realm. And this Yithian creature probing his mind over years and years discovered his, was trying to gather information on humans and humanity and beliefs and the one thing it caught on was his obsession with finding his father which he couldn't help him with this creature because it's not necessarily evil creature but it's but it, the other thing was this his obsession with christmas so through projection he was trying to assist mr ross in bringing him into a sense of purpose and a sense of happiness he couldn't help him with finding his father, so what he did help him with was breaking through back to where he came from, which was the Steel Ross building, and actually re re recreating his Santa land the, the only way it could, by controlling other creatures from our world and replicating what he believed would make Mr. Ross happy, making him believe that the Santa land that he was obsessed with throughout his whole life was real, and again... That's and it was it was the Ithian from the Coleoptia race that comes after us. The beetle, the beetle yes. race. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Cool. All right. Let me go ahead and finish that we can ask some questions. Our players included Matt Ryan, Theodore Martinez, Stuart Lively, Mark Anthony, and myself with Sean Little as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where we can chat with uh, where you can chat with other members. You can set up uh, private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a mature listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the short provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find the link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering the questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of the Google role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game.